Ladies and gentlemen. Auntie Kendall. What is it, sweetheart? My soda is too cold. My teeth hurt. Your teeth hurt, huh? Your teeth hurt? Well, that's too freaking bad, but this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Ding, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I never said that song. <laughs> we came, we saw, we kicked it down. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hi! Hello, good day. Bonjour. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is, well, my name is, I am a Kendall Richardson. You are the Kendall Richardson. <laughs> no. And I am simply a Wayne Stellini. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred, apparently. You are, you are. <laughs> well, How are you, my dear? I'm good. Well, just, you know, living up to the, the, the tagline, we refuse to behave on this show. So. Most certainly do. Oh, love it. Oh, yes. Fulia is not here mm-hmm. this week, so I'm... I've been going back and forth between hosts the last little while. Yes, you've been seeing another host behind my back, Kendall. Uh, yes, I mean, what? Yeah. I, I, I don't know what you're talking There's about. There's evidence out there, I'm oh, sure. Yes, crap. Must do something about that. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh. Anyway, so where's <laughs> my beautiful co-host? Oh, stop oh, now. Stop. stop now. Yes, my other beautiful co-host. <laughs> um, how have you been the last couple of weeks? Yeah, really well. Yes. Um, yeah, so, you know, back at work, yeah. which I mean, it's not, not, I don't want to use the word depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. It's a slow time in retail. Oh, I feel you, buddy. I feel yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last weekend was rough, Kendall. I would much rather oh. have been recording with oh. you in Fulia, but I had to put up with some really annoying people, but, oh. but they were okay in the end. In the I, end. I think I just, I just annoy easily. <laughs> To be honest. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 but it's the people. It's retail. It is, it's, yes. It happens. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, it's it's been a good week, nonetheless. Yes, good. Because we're looking at the bright side of things. Exactly right. Always silver lining. Gotta try that. I went to our beautiful NGV. <gasps> yes, you did. Yeah, National Gallery of Victoria oh to see an exhibition by Cause. Yes, it looked amazing. Yes, it's, it's you know, look, you could do it in half an hour. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's... But it, there are these just gorgeous sculptures and really brightly colored artwork. And it, uh, t- it tells the story of how he had started as a graffiti artist, just throwing the tag calls on advertisements oh. to um, how he sort of really got noticed, which was there'd be advertisements on the side of phone boxes, right? In the okay. city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he knew someone who had a master key to open the little glass panel where the advertisements are stuck behind. Oh, wow. So what what he would do was he would, at night time, when it was a bit more quiet, would use this master key, open, open the little door, take out the advertisement, work on it overnight mm-hmm. by putting his own creations incorporated into the artwork, mm-hmm. into the photograph, yep. and then put them back in by morning. Oh, wow. So we didn't have to, you know, rush anything. Oh, I might get yeah. caught. He actually took 
took time to put these beautiful creatures interacting with the model in the artwork. That's so cool. Yeah, and that's sort of when he was first noticed. And then he actually got commissioned uh, to do that sort of like properly. Wow. Um, Yeah, I think there was a photographer who just liked his work so much and said, hey, look, these are the raw images of photo shoots I've done with celebrities. Go for it. And yeah, sort of started that momentum. And then he's created his own little characters and... You know, uh, puts like some critiques on popular culture, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he has um, played with the Smurfs, SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants, The Simpsons, and has given them his famous look, I suppose, yeah. which is the skull and crossbones. Mm-hmm. But they are so cartoony that every time I look at those crossbones, that it just looks like hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but it's interesting. Yeah. And this exhibition was called Companionship in the Age of Loneliness. Uh, because one of his main figures is called Companion. Oh. Yes. Uh, so he's got all of these different characters. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it was just wonderful to, to have a look at. Um, I do find interesting, though, that he sort of began, I suppose, by putting his artwork on advertisements, which, mm. look, are artistic expressions. They're very creative. Yes. Uh, with the purpose of selling. Yes. Of driving our consumer economy. Yes. And then you go at the end of the exhibition to the gift shop. Mm. And you see the price of merchandise with cause characters oh, no. and reprints. And it's so funny that oh, you go, no. well, just, uh, and this is obviously not on him. This is no. the gallery's decision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that he's someone who's been, I guess, critiquing to some degree consumerism. Yes. And definitely. popular culture is now ingrained in popular culture and a consumerist economy. Mm. So they were like figurines of, of his. Or Figaro's companion and and some of the other ones whose names, of course, now escape me because I'm talking about them. Um, <laughs> and when they had like the preview night for NGV members, uh, because I have a friend who went to that night, mm. um, people were just buying these figurines and they're expensive, like over a thousand dollars. Yeah, wow. And and then the lady actually who was working in the store had told me she had said, okay, the they realised it was getting ridiculous. And they started to put limits that you could only buy one figurine per customer. And she said people were leaving, changing shirts and coming back. So they looked like a different person to buy another figurine. Or they would be approaching other people in the store and saying, here's my card or here's the money. Can you buy that for me? What the Yeah. Fuck? Yeah. But it's funny though, because that is so that's so materialistic and consumer driven. Yeah. And the, the lovely young lady who was working there, you know, didn't make the point. She goes, cause I said, look, it's, it's great for the gallery because yeah, public yeah. art, you know, it's, it's a public space. You know, I'm always happy to pay full price going to an art gallery. I'm like, it goes back to the gallery so they can acquire more artwork. Mm. They can, you know, make sure that they have it well staffed yeah. to look after it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, because, Taxpayers' funds aren't just going to do it alone. No. It's, it's a huge thing to, yeah. to keep this gallery running. It's so sure. bu- big and beautiful. Absolutely. Like, I love it. So I'm, I'm happy for that. I ain't buying like thousands of dollars worth of figurines. That ain't happening. I work in retail, remember? Yes. Um, but she made this point. She's kind of like, you know, because people are like buying them to collect or to then sell them at a higher price online. This is why they sort of went a little bit strict on limitations, which is fair enough. Because you go in there, all these figurines have the tickets sold out. And I think they sold out within the first week. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, but she was like, look, they, the manufacturers or cause himself could say, yeah, let's make three more, th- you know, three more thousand of these things. 
Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like these things are rare. Like they're no. beautiful, yeah. especially if you love his artwork, mm-hmm. but it's not like they're rare. Yeah. So it's great if you want it as a piece for your own home and talking piece. Mm-hmm. But to think that it's actually going to give you money one day, it actually won't. There's yeah. so many of these produced. And who knows how many overseas, because there's an American artist is in, in the United States. Yeah. You know? And the only, look, the only thing from Cause that's really going to make you money is original artwork. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? sure, yeah. Yeah, um, but it was, a, it was a wonderful exhibition. I, I do recommend it. Okay. And uh, it was a wonderful discussion with the gift shop person. It's <laughs> really yeah. cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I was tempted to buy some of these little pins of the characters and stuff. Like, eh. And I do normally buy the um, accompanying book when mm-hmm. I go to an exhibition. Mm-hmm. But um, I might be just like, okay, I might just wait for it to go down in price a little bit because it was more expensive than the normal books uh, as well. Yeah. But um, Claus himself was there on the on that preview opening night, apparently. Oh, wow. Um, and she'd said to you guys, like, it took forever. Like, because so many people were getting signed and stuff. Mm. And and I think this sounds really lovely, actually. Um because she was saying like every item took about 15 minutes to process because they don't have them there in bulk. I think they've just got a number they're selling and they process delivery mm-hmm. details and things like that. Mm-hmm. But she said also when like people were buying the book, um, not only would cause sign it for them, but he would do an original artwork for them. Like he would just do and he would do a drawing oh. next to his signature and would, and they would all be different. It wouldn't, wasn't just the same generic one. Oh like he probably God. had, you know, 10 in the back of his head that he would alternate. That's so cool. But you know, from you and the person behind you and the person in front of you, the artworks were all different. So oh I felt like he was doing it for you. And I actually said to, to the lovely young lady there, I said, I go, that's like really respecting your fans. Absolutely. I go, I like, you know what? Like logistical nightmare for you all. Cause it's taking yeah. forever. Oh yeah. But that is gorgeous. That's, that's really beautiful. Oh, um, and wow. so I, I, that made me quite happy to hear. He's, he's, a, he's a talented man and he's, um, his figurines are just huge. And there's one hallway, one space where it's just full of quite a few of them. And yeah. they're just, they're gorgeous. Oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So look, that, that was my highlight uh, of the week was seeing the cause exhibition. I've been wanting to see it for ages. So nice to actually get around to seeing it. Oh, I'm so glad you finally got around yeah, to it. Yeah. It was, it was just a nice little treat to self. Good. To be perfectly honest. Nice. Yeah. Um, but Kendall. Yes. How's your week been, my dear? How's my week been? Well, it's been another busy week for me, mm. um, but a good one. Uh, started off wonderfully with uh, Oscar Monday. Yes. 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 Uh, won't go too much into details, but the lovely Christina and I had a wonderful time. Hi, Christina. <laughs> um, it was a very good day. Um, uh, had yeah, just had an absolute ball. Yeah. Uh, I I love that we're able to get this the time off work to kind of come together and celebrate all our favorite movies yes. from the last year, and you know, get excited over who wins and. Who loses and who we want to win and yeah, yeah, it's 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 just a lot of fun. And Kendall, just quietly, were you excited as excited as me that it was actually showing on free to air TV and we didn't have to find a dodgy channel on uh, YouTube to stream it yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, we, it's so funny because when her and I were looking it up uh, as to um, you know whose house should we do this yeah. at? Because I don't have free to air yeah, yeah. connected at my house because either a I'm lazy or b. <laughs> I just don't watch it, so I don't. No, I don't, we don't really. I don't really no. connect it. Um, but yeah, and then we found out, like, we were going, oh, it'll be on Channel Nine, and we couldn't find it on That's Channel right, Nine. That's right. Yeah. But it's because Channel Seven now have the rights. Yes, because it's been on Nine for ages, ages forever. Ages forever. I can't remember it not being on Channel yeah. Nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, so we were we were freaked we freaked out for a second, and then when we were like, okay, it's on Seven, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay, free to wear, we're good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Thank goodness it's not like, you know, I feel bad like. Sidebar for a second, but I feel bad for like all the soccer fans who have to 
put up with the Optus situation. Yeah. Because Optus have the broadcast rights to like uh, the English Premier League and yeah. all of that stuff. And I'm just like, that's that's a lot. That's yeah. <laughs> it's an exploitation of the modern streaming market. I think. Yeah, I yeah. mean, especially because um, SBS usually did yeah, the soccer a lot. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I digress. Yes. Um, we had a really lovely day. It was awesome. Uh, and then uh, on Tuesday, you and I caught up. We did, Kendall. Mm, we did. We did. Yes. Which was wonderful. sorry. Did I say cause was the highlight of my week? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Let that one slip, didn't I? <laughs> No, 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 it's cause, I understand. It's fine. Yes, but there's no Kendall Richardson. No, oh, shush. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. You and yes. I had a gorgeous catch-up. We did. It was such a fun afternoon. Yes, yes, We worked was. on something. We did. Can we say what it is? Or do uh, we want to, like, leave some breadcrumbs for now and then... Maybe some breadcrumbs, not full okay. disclosure. No, breadcrumbs. We just re-recorded something together. Yeah. Um, that'll be available at some point. Yes, very late in the year <laughs> to very... the point... That you'll forget this whole conversation yeah. by the time it rocks up. So we probably up. could even just announce it because <laughs> you'll forget anyway. But we're not going to. Cause... No, no. Look, Kendall and I watched a a scary movie we together. We did, and then talked about it. That's all we need to say, yes. yeah, Kendall. I think yeah. that's good. That's yeah, good. that gives people enough. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that was awesome. It was. It really was fantastic. Yes, yes. it was absolutely awesome. Um, and then Wednesday night, I went and saw Birds of Prey. Ooh. So I've got a quickie review. Can't wait for that one because there is mixed feedback yes, on that. Yes, yes, and I'm excited to yeah. divulge my opinion, yes. my thoughts on it. Oh, well, my sister and brother-in-law saw it and they gave it the thumbs up. So I can't oh, wait to see good. what Mrs. Kendall Richardson says. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay, no pressure. Um, and then on Thursday, uh, the lovely Foyer uh, took myself and many other wonderful women mm. um a bunch of us went and saw an anime film called weathering with you yes it's one that fully has talked about on the podcast before yes she really enjoyed it really she? loved it yes. and it was that alone that made me go uh yes i need to see this film so mm. as soon as she said there was a an english dub mm. uh releasing in the cinemas i was yeah very very keen to check it out yeah so yeah a bunch of us went and yeah, it was awesome. So I've got a quickie review for that Ooh, as well. I just being spoiled with quickie reviews a today. Spoiled, yes. I'm just you know, it's me. Yes, I go to the cinemas way too often for a normal person, but <laughs> it is in a way a bad thing. No. Uh, yeah, and that those are pretty much all the highlights of my week. Otherwise, it's just been been working mm. and chillaxing. And now I'm here. So. Now you're here. Yeah, New here. highlight of the week. New Yes. Okay, so um, I think it might now be time to dive into the week that was in the nerdy news. Let's do this. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty, nerdy news time. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of really cool things that I'm going to be bringing up today, and I cannot wait to get stuck in. So we're just going to start straight off with the biggest thing in the nerdy community. I think this week was the suit reveal of 
Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Fuck, now I'm saying his name wrong. Yeah. I'm just so excited about it. I can't speak. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Uh, first look of him in The Cape and Cowl. Yes. Albeit a very uh, shadowy, obscured, mm. out of focused look. Um, seeped in blood red. Seeped in blood red, which I love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we only got a little bit of that beautiful jawline. Yes. Oh. You know, he was not to not to sidetrack, but apparently he was recently named the sexiest man in in the world due to science, like according to science. <laughs> not like people's sexiest man, but apparently according to science, wow. he, he encompasses all the features that, I, uh, on average, I guess, humanity yeah. finds appealing in a, in a man. So I believe it. I. I Fuck, I do too. <laughs> yeah. I really do. I mean, I knew I was on something when I was Team Edward about 10 years ago. So <laughs> here we are, people. He's Batman now. Most certainly. Uh, and it's, yeah, it was a cool little review. I really liked the the soundtrack on this. Mm-hmm. The kind of the crescendo of the score yes. was really lovely. Um, kind of, I don't know. I don't know how, somewhere, it lies somewhere between t- uh, Danny Elfman and, and uh, Hans Zimmer's scores, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, of you know the Burton Batman and Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight yes, trilogy, the so best of them, the best of the best, absolutely yeah. live action. So that's a smart move to begin with. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> very smart move. Yeah. Um, but yes, I I really enjoyed yeah this little glimpse. I mean, it was so small. It's only it's not even a minute. No. But uh, it's just enough. And for me, even looking closely at the bat symbol, it's so different we've never yeah. seen something like this Do you know what it looked like to me mm-hmm. it looked like it was almost um not not the batarang but essentially like the little jet um the ninja stone yeah in the bat shape it looked like it was pressed in there like yeah. it would, that's where it's stored it pops you know, out and throws you know what's funny i got that this time and yeah. when we watched so we watched it just before yeah I'd, I'd seen it when it came out a couple of days ago mm. and i didn't get that vibe then but I yeah. got that vibe watching it this time yeah. that it looks like it's a it is a, a batarang s kind of yes you know throwing thing yeah. that he can just pull out and then go and just yank it yeah that's so interesting. Well, it seems like for me, I'm gonna I'm going to go there, and it probably has no connection whatsoever. But I'm gonna do it because it's one of the coolest moments in Superman two. Oh, when um, Christopher Reeves perfect Superman Mm. is facing the three Kryptonian baddies in the fortress of solitude. Yes. And Superman does something that he has never, ever done in the history of his existence, but it's so cool. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Is that he rips off his shield Mm -hmm. and throws it at non. It expands and wraps himself around non and knocks him off his feet. It is the coolest shot. (laughs) (laughs) It is like cool. people, like I know there are people who hate that yeah. thing because they're like, what? You just can't give Superman any power. Like, yes, you can. When it's that cool, I don't care. Yeah. Different medium, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, he couldn't fly in the comics originally. That's true. So I'm like, yeah. So that's what it kind of straight away. I've got ooh, better ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe they're doing um, that too. I love that. The suit overall feels like. I had rustic in my head. Yeah. It's not really the right word, I Steampunk. suppose. Steampunk. Yeah, because um, when we see the uh, the shoulder, shoulder blade, we can see like stitching on there. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's a very you know flexible and bendable mm. uh, suit for him. Yeah. Because we all learned that lesson from Michael Keaton, who couldn't move his neck. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
you know, mm. uh, which gave him more drama and sort of intensity, I suppose. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it works. I don't care what anyone says, it works. Oh, no, it definitely yes, works. But yeah. this is, it seems like a very functional suit mm-hmm. um, in this glimpse that we've got. Mm-hmm. I was trying to look at his eyes to see how much of the eye holes show. But it looks like they're actually quite big. Like I felt like I could almost see his eyebrows. I'm not sure if uh, I just made if that was me just thinking I saw that. But I was really trying to see how much space the eye holes had. It's really difficult to make yeah, out. Yeah, it is. But I was just like, oh, they feel like they're quite high. Yeah. As well. Okay. Interesting. Interesting, Interesting. indeed. Yes. Yeah. Again, I could have seen that wrong or thought I saw it because, as you said, it's you know it's in shadows, it's dark, it's yeah. this beautiful blood red tone. Yes. And when you've got a bit of an obscure reveal like this, I love that for a reveal, it is so, it doesn't really reveal much. I no, love that. it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you, you're trying to look for anything, but I thought, but yeah, I was really trying to see what that cow was looking like because mm. the only distinctive bit is that beautiful jawline. Yeah. Is. Well, that's kind of what I was looking at. Yeah. I was like the jaw. Yeah. Had, just had me. So I didn't even think to look, try and see his eyes. Yeah. I was trying to get every corner yeah, <laughs> of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I'm someone who tries to avoid a lot of looks or anything or previews because I love to be surprised on this on the screen. Uh, but this one did not offend me in the slightest. And no. I, I, if anything, makes me more excited because I love Robert Pattinson as an actor. Mm-hmm, me too. And, you know, Batman is such a, a flexible character. So many people have played him. Sometimes if you get someone too well-known, too famous, that can distract. Batman, you're okay, I think, a bit more because he's covered in a cowl. And, mm, you know, it's, mm-hmm. if, if the person sells Batman and sells Bruce Wayne, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I never had an issue with, with Robert playing him. So I, I hope this is a wonderful momentum. Yes, yeah. same, same, same. Yeah. And then they're starting pretty early because, as we've said, uh, the Batman will be out in 2021 yes so less than a year away maybe, uh, maybe. <laughs> probably probably just over a year from now yes. I, my, for my money i think yeah your nerdy senses is telling me they yes. are my mm. uh spidey sense yes if you will <laughs> is tingling yes um that's cool. not all that's tingling after watching that suit no. <laughs> oh, i can't wait to yes. see anyway i would just i don't want to get into the <laughs> robert pattinson uh fan fiction of it all but anyway um cool so another big thing in the news this week uh was another reveal Mm. and this was uh another little first look at uh at something pretty pretty big in the nerdy uh pop culture world and that was our first little glimpse of Stranger Things season four. This is trending on Twitter. Yeah, it's trending everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Uh, kind of broke the internet a bit. Now, for those who uh, have not seen the most recent, recent season, recent season of uh, Stranger Things, you're about to have something spoiled for you. So feel free to skip ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those who have, get excited with us because uh, at the end of season three, it looked like the amazing uh jim hopper was dead and we all cried and we all cried yes. so much we cried in our cereal we cried there was lots of tears there was there really and, was and especially with 11 and that goddamn letter mm. <sighs> all of the feels yes. anyway it was emotional as hell and we were all upset uh however there was a little tease at the end of uh the season about uh, an american being locked up in, mm. yeah, with the Russians and everyone pretty much guessed it Hopper transported himself through the upside down from Hawkins 
to Russia because here we see him in this teaser yeah. on like a picket line. It's like a chain gang, like almost. a chain gang. Yes, like he's he, chain gang is really what I meant to say. Um, and he's you know, you know, hammering away on this train track in mm. like Siberia, looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he takes off his his ski mask, and it's it's there he is. Yeah, we see him. He sands mustache, sands hair. Yes, like, very different looking Hopper. Very sexy looking Hopper. Mm-hmm. David Harbour is. How you going? How you doing? <laughs> uh, yes. Very, very pleased with this. Although, uh, as much as I am pleased, part of me is kind of disappointed just because <sighs> I hate when they do this. I hate when Hollywood does this. Yeah. Because I'm just like, save it for the show. I mean, maybe, maybe, and probably yes, not even maybe, um, they've done this because everyone guessed it anyway. Yeah. Because it was like, as I just mentioned, one of the biggest kind of talking points of season three's finale yeah. was that reference to the American you know, being locked up there. Uh, so yeah, it's not an, it's not entirely out of left field, no. but I just kind of wish they'd saved the reveal for the show. Cause how cool would that have been? I wonder if it would be like almost imp- maybe, I mean, he must play such... He's obviously going to play an important part. And it could be some yeah. sort of the kids going to rescue him or, or something like that. Oh, I don't know. or Eleven going to rescue yeah. him or something. Yeah. Well, if he's there, the kids will be in tow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's face it. Very true. Um, Very true. So maybe it's like the plot really revolves around him a lot more. Mm. That it's almost impossible to mark without. Almost like how... And forgive me for I'm about to sin... Um, 13 Reasons Why Season 3. Yes, You yes, had yes. to know somebody had died. died. It's to, just... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you couldn't discuss the show otherwise. No, correct. Maybe that's it. And look, and if, and if Hopper's going to have a, a much bigger role to play... I mean, and he's got a huge role to play anyway, but if he's the emphasis, I'm okay with that. No, that makes sense. And uh, I guess, you know, the kids will be able to get to him through the Upside Down if he was able to, you know, yeah. go from Hawkins to, to Russia mm. through that. So, yeah. Or they yeah. might just catch a plane. Or, yeah, <laughs> we'll get an Indiana Jones-style montage or something. Because <laughs> it's the 80s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, traveling mm. over the world map. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. And can they please have that bit of a, a plain moment like they've got in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Can we do that? We, at, at the, oh, the kids when at they some, have to get out of it. The kids at some point have to jump on a raft. Yeah. <laughs> Down some snowy mountains Mountains, and just conveniently not die. Yes. And then just land at Hopper's feet. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, we're here. I can see it now. No one's going to spit the dummy over that, surely. surely not. Surely not. It's fine. is why I don't write for Stranger Things. Get kicked out of that out of that workshop meeting. No, 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 no. I, I like I like what I'm hearing. It's good. It's good. Uh, but yes, yeah, so no official release date for Stranger Things season four yet. There are theories uh, suggesting the show will be on Netflix later this year uh, due to things that um, Mike and and Eleven discussed about when mm. they would see each other. Yeah, uh, they said Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right. So people are going, oh, maybe because you know last season was it came out in June, July. Yeah, and it was set in June, July. So it will so wait till the end of the year. Might wait till the end of the year, it's but that's really a long way away to put a tease now. Yeah. So 
by the same token, then it it probably will be sooner. Maybe but, June, July. Again. But nobody, yeah, nobody has any kind of concrete ideas. Just no. guessing at this point. Yeah. So, but as soon as we have a Stranger Things four release date, you will hear it here. Yeah, absolutely. So, so stay tuned for that. Um, moving into some Disney news now. This was pretty awesome to hear. The uh, live-action Aladdin film that uh, was excellent last year it starred Will Smith as the genie and Mina Masood mm. as uh, the titular street rat um, <laughs> is getting a sequel mm. and it's a live-action uh, cinematic release. It's not a Disney. This is not a Disney Plus sequel. Yeah. Um, very very exciting news. Original um, story. Original story. So they've they've strictly well according to sources, it, it does appear that they will not be adapting either Return of Jafar or yeah. um, the Alibaba 40, 40, th- 40 thousand thieves or forty th- whatever it is. Yeah, forty thieves. Forty thieves. Why did I say forty thousand? <laughs> I don't know. Middle East is a big place. It's yeah. It's a it's huge. Yeah, it's a huge con. It's a huge uh, subcontinent. Huge, huge. Yes. yes. So I'm just uh, thinking big, uh, but but yes, they're not the, those straight to DVD uh, slash VHS back in the day. Uh, sequels are not going to be touched. It's going to. It looks like it's going to be original story. Mm. The same screenwriters are coming back to yeah, so to write. So some original songs as well. Probably some original songs, mm. uh, which would be really cool if they get the same guys who uh, you know wrote that new Jasmine song because that was a pretty nice song. Really speechless. Pretty. Yeah, I love that song. It was very yeah. Good. I, that's yeah. It's on my playlist. Oh, good. Hey Spotify. Hey. Like I'm telling you now. Yes. Yeah. No, I remember when I first experienced that song watching that movie. I was like. Holy shit, that song is amazing. Mm, yeah. And yes. I and I love that because when you, you know, if you're really big fans of, of, of an animated movie and they, you know, put them into live action, because I know that some some songs were messed around with, with Lion King, for example. <sighs> you know, people spat the dummy and rightly so because yep. Be Prepared is an amazing song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they've decided to, you know, still keep it a bit fresh by adding a new song, but having, for me one of the best songs of the film yeah. as an original song. Yeah. So hopefully for the sequel, because I really enjoyed the original, like what well, is it remake, but the live action original. Yes. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'm excited for a sequel though. Yeah. You don't think we need a sequel? I don't, well, I just, I just felt like the first one just told the story so beautifully mm. and yeah, like obviously it's not going to compare to the animated original, but it was really good. And it felt fresh. Like here's the same yeah. story, but it felt, it actually felt fresh and new. Like That's I true. could, once watching it, I could justify its existence. Yeah. So the sequel's going to have to be pretty special for me to say, yeah, that was kind of needed. Or at least that was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, look, they haven't really done anything with it. So I won't really say anything until I see the no, no t- t- trailers or teasers or anything. But yeah, yeah, like, are you excited about the sequel? I am. I'm definitely excited because I I was a big fan of this mm. this live action version of mm. Aladdin, um, which is you know I was not expecting to be considering the original Aladdin is probably my favorite Disney film. Yeah, I adore it through and through, and I've seen it like fifty times. <laughs> like it's it's one of my favorites. I know it's I gorgeous. yeah, and I'm even a big fan of uh, Return of Jafar and. The 40 Thieves, uh, you know, those sequels, they're good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, and I really liked, you know, the new characters that were introduced. There were, you know, only a couple, yeah. but like, I really like what they did with them and what Will Smith's genie was, you know, you know, I've, I've 
talked ad nauseum about you know the comparisons between him and Robin Williams and yeah. I just love how Will Smith did his own take of the character smartest thing to do absolutely it was not a Robin Williams impression at all and it was yeah so I'm I'm so excited to see how they can expand upon mm-hmm. this this film and what kind of story they can tell I I don't know I just hope it's good I hope it's not uh, you know I mean yeah they're obviously out to make money but I, yeah. I, I hope it's not a movie for money's sake. Yeah, not like just a cheap or quick cash grab. To yeah. say, like, people love the first one, we can just do whatever. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, just, I don't know. Hopefully they they, they just, I don't know, give us a good, yeah. good script, good story, and if and hopefully all the actors can come back and it'll all work out. Yeah. Yeah. We will see. Absolutely. Um, yes. So, all right, continuing in the... Um, <laughs> Disney train. There's uh, basically my childhood is like returning uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, Rick Moranis is going to be appearing in his first acting gig in over 20 years. Yes, he um, retired. He retired quite famously, uh, and he's coming back for not for Ghostbusters, <laughs> um, but for the Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Uh, Reboot, which is looks like it's now a sequel. Yeah, um, well, he's playing Wayne Stolinski. He's playing Wayne Stolinski. Yes, yes. I have to say, as a kid, oh. I always liked the fact that it sounded very similar to my own name. <gasps> oh, <laughs> yes. oh, even even though even though he's like you know the node that no one really wants to to be like, I just yeah. like oh, I like this name. Sounds like mine. <laughs> That's so nice. Because Honey, so I Shrunk the Kids was one of my favorite childhood movies. I have such. Oh, me too. I, I love hold it, it so close to my heart. It's Same. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, it's a great film. A great yeah. story. Uh, even even the se- the sequels were really good. Like, yeah, I've seen the second one. Blew up the kid. Blew up the kid was yeah. yeah. I've seen it a couple of times. I, yeah. I mean, the first one's definitely of better. Course, yeah. Um, and I haven't seen part three. Have you seen that one? I, I think I'd seen it maybe once or twice okay. as a kid, but not very often. It was one and two yeah. that got, got played repeatedly <laughs> um, uh, in the Richardson household anyway. Um, but yeah, so he's going to be returning as Wayne Zielinski. Uh Josh Gad is going to be playing um, the adult version of the son from the original film. Oh, wow. Um, whose name is escaping me. It's Nick, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's Nick. Yes, I think so. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, and he was a bit of a like you know techie nerd himself. He, he was, was taking after his dad. He was exactly. Um, and then uh, who else is going to be in it? I thought there was someone else. Uh, it's escaping me. Why? Is, okay, maybe I'm getting my wires crossed because there's another another sequel reboot that's also I'm going to talk about in a second, and I, I think my brain's just mashing them together in my <laughs> head. But yes, yeah, so anyway, so that's that's exciting. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to be any kind of word if it's going to be on Disney Plus or a theatrical release. My money will is on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I feel um, so. Yeah, stay tuned for more on that. Uh, the the title of it currently is just Shrunk. Okay. One word. I'm so. curious about this one. I'm very curious. Yeah. Yes. I'm curious. Yes, because uh, the fact that this is a f- this this out of everything that Rick Moranis could come back and do, this is the one he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not gone near Ghostbusters. No, he was asked to uh, make an appearance in the in the female reboot yeah. a few years back. Declined. Wasn't interested. Yes. Didn't pique his interest. Uh, and yeah, oh, here we are. Three? A few, huh? Part three. Um, 
Oh, the the afterlife yeah. one that's about to come out. I I cannot remember if I think ever I think it's everyone but him. Okay. Or maybe he is, and I've forgotten because it would be quite minor. My yeah, I think it would be small. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone everyone's back. Yeah. I think except him. I think. Ah, my brain's a scrambled eggs at the moment. Um, but yes, there's, yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy. It's, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's good. I think, I feel like that says something. The fact that he's coming back after all this time. And yeah. I, like you said, this is what he chose to, to come back from. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, Potential. I, and, and hopefully it also leads him to do more movies. I really like Rick Moranis. Yeah. yeah he's such, he's one of those character um, actors that when you see him on screen, you just, you just feel Okay. I'm in a I'm in a happy place. Like I'm in a safe space. Yes. Because Rick Moranis is just is just such a lovable personality. He is. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. and he was a big part of our childhood. Absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, Honey, you shrunk the kids. Yes. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Little Shop of Horrors. Parenthood. Parenthood. The Flintstones. Yeah. Like yeah, just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So definitely going to be checking that out. Yeah. When it debuts on. Disney Plus, I'm going to say. <laughs> Disney Plus is where I'm, I'm picking it. Um, okay, speaking of Disney Plus, the other article I need to share with y'all is, you know, also from the childhood. Quack, 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 Christ, I'm so excited. I cannot, I just can't speak tonight at all. I'm sorry. Coach Bombay, Coach Gordon Bombay, he's mm-hmm. returning. He's reprising his role for the first time in 20 years Yeah. as well. 20 is the magic number. It is the magic number. Um, God, it's so exciting. Um, so he's, there was a photo from set of him with the jacket on and the new ducks mm. all around him. And uh, it's just, it's so exciting. Um, and really exciting to hear as well that it's, you know, it's being either produced or written or directed by the original creator of the franchise. I have high hopes um, for this, Kendall. I do. Actually. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, I'm a bit iffy about Aladdin. I'm curious about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But if I had to put my money on the three Disney titles yeah. that we're discussing today, this is this it. is the one I put my money on yep. that is actually going to be good. I <clears throat> I could not agree with you more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I have high hope, hopes for the other two. I think the other two will be good. But this one, I have the yeah the best feeling about. Yeah. It's same. Just something just kind of feels yes really good about it. Yeah. Uh, um. <clears throat> so the new Mighty Ducks, it's set in a present day Minnesota. Yep. Um, where the ducks have evolved from the scrappy underdogs we first met them as to an ultra competitive powerhouse youth hockey team. Um, so the story kind of goes after 12 year old, 12 year old Evan played by Brady Noon, uh, is unceremoniously cut from the ducks. He and his mum Alex played by Lauren Graham of Gilmore Girls fame, uh, set out to build their own ragtag team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat win at all costs culture of competitive youth sports. So already it's setting up that the mighty ducks will lose. Yeah. Because Mighty Ducks is always about being an underdog story. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And now the tables are going to be flipped Mm. because the ducks have now become essentially like the Hawks from the first film. Right. Yeah. And so, and I'm guessing Bombay, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be the coach of the ducks as they are now. I, 
part of me thinks yes and part of me also says no based on what we know about Bombay and his character. And he, yeah, has to be... So oh, so we think he'll be going th- over to the new... I think... Something will happen with him at the Ducks. Yeah. And he'll have to come over. I think he will have been forced out of the Ducks and the Ducks... Yeah. The Ducks isn't his team anymore. Yeah. Like, things changed when they became what they've become. Yeah. And he's just like, nah, I'm done, I'm out. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and then he'll be convinced... To come back to do this other underdog team. It's an interesting approach because you are taking the title team and essentially potentially making them the villains. Yeah. And it's a brand Mm -hmm. that we associate with teamwork and mateship and mm-hmm. and, and struggle mm-hmm. so th- this is going to be quite interesting it's, mm. it's a risk but they're doing something different with yeah them. no they uh, are unless the mighty ducks then become you know have to get some humility well that's what i was, gonna, that's <laughs> yeah. what I was also going to say i feel like the you know the finishing of that story will be that mm. you know they'll kind of you know become humble by the end and, yeah. and realize you know the badness of what they're doing uh no word yet as to whether if any of the original cast will be returning but you know if we could get josh jackson to come back and be charlie conway one more time i think the, i think the world would collapse yeah because, my goodness <laughs> or just any of them like i would it would be so wonderful yeah absolutely bring back the bash brothers i say yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's so that's super exciting news. Uh, the Mighty Ducks uh, sequel, uh, long-awaited sequel, uh, will be on Disney Plus, I believe, later this year. Mm. So, um, or maybe early next year. You'll be there, Kendall. Yeah, I will be there, quacking along. Ooh. I'm so Stay excited. tuned for that quickie review, folks. Yes, it'll be a good one. I'll be very biased though, so. So sorry uh, about that. High so, expectations. High expectations. Uh. Yeah, it's a, probably my own worst enemy in that. Who knows? We'll find out. Okay, so um, moving into other news now, um, we've got a full cast list revealed for the upcoming animated series on Netflix, Masters of the Universe Revelation. This is an animated series that uh, Kevin Smith is uh, kind of co-creator of, producer on, writer on. Uh, that, you know, a lot of people are excited about because it's basically, you know, it's bringing back He-Man uh, in, for a modern audience, basically. They're also working on a live-action yeah. uh, film, but that's a completely separate entity to this. They're not connected because this is uh, an animation. And the cast list on this is just insane. It's like a who's who of voice acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, starting with the biggest and best, Mark Hamill mm-hmm. is going to be Skeletor. Super cool. How great. Yeah. <laughs> like how free. We don't want Mark Hamill playing a good guy in no. animation. No. You leave that for your live action stuff, mate. Exactly. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, yes. I've got a good feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> for once. <laughs> yes, for once. For once. Uh, we also have uh, Lena Headey from Game of Thrones. She's going to be Evil Lynn. Uh, Chris Wood from Supergirl is going to be uh, He-Man himself. Cool. Sarah Michelle Gellar is going to be Teela. Liam Cunningham from Game of Thrones is going to be Man at Arms. Stephen Root is Kringer. Diedrich Bader will be King Randor slash Trapjaw. Um, Henry Rollins is going to be uh, Triclops. 
Alicia Silverstone will be Queen Marlena. Justin Long is Roboto. Jason Muse, as in Jay from Jane Silent Bob, will be Stinkor. Phil Lamar is Hero. Tony Todd, uh, the horror legend himself, will be Scareglow. <laughs> um, Kevin Michael Richardson is Beastman. Kevin Conroy. Hello. Hello. Batman himself is Merman. Um, it's just name after name after name, like, holy crap. Super, super exciting. Um, I was not of the right age for He-Man and Masters of the Universe when, like, in its original iterations in the, the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Wayne, did you ever watch it growing up? Yes, I did watch yeah, He-Man, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and She-Ra as well. She-Ra, of course, yes. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed it as a kid. It's funny, it's one of my childhood shows that I never really continue to take an interest in like in adulthood okay right you know how you sort of like drop some stuff when you're a teen because you're too cool for school yes (laughs) and then when you in your nostalgic moments as an adult you go oh i'm gonna go back and watch these or or re-experience these um he-man actually isn't one of those titles so i did enjoy it but not so religiously that i've gone back to it my brother on the other hand has as an adult nice. revisited and has really enjoyed it that's awesome um but look i'm always happy when, when i see he-man or even when he's as adam and uh you know i yeah like i it it, it just screams 80s to me and so totally. that's so that's always a good thing always a good thing. always a good thing yeah, yeah. um i'm not Again, a, you know, a, a devotee to the Masters of the Universe franchise. I like, I actually like the live action movie nice. version of it. I yeah. think that's fun. Yeah, um, I always have time for that. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with the franchise. I I like the sound of this. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Mm. I, I yeah. I don't don't really know too much about He Man. Yeah. Um, so I'll have to have to probably give this one a go. I think when yeah. it comes out, especially because just. A, the impressive cast, and B, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, and yeah. I generally enjoy what he puts out. So. And this is something as well that it will be there to serve as uh, something for the, you know, the, the old school fans, mm-hmm. but also introduce it to a new generation. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think you can watch this without any pre-knowledge. But if you've got the pre-knowledge and if you've seen it, if you grew up with it, there'll be little little shout outs and little easter eggs for you yeah, to enjoy yeah, yeah. I imagine. that's what i'm sensing uh, yeah that's the vibe i'm getting yeah, to. especially since kevin smith is so again nostalgia and pop culture driven oh, he is it, it's in there yeah, yeah 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 you're gonna have a good time mm. excellent uh speaking of good times uh lucifer might be getting a sixth season mm. on netflix so the show originally ran for three seasons um and was cancelled I think by Fox, I'm fairly certain, and then was uh, resurrected uh, by Netflix for a fourth and fifth season. Mm. Uh, the show ended, and ended now, clean, apparently so. Mm. Uh, but now there is rumblings that Netflix um, are wanting to bring it back for another season because it did really well for them. Right, a lot of people watched, so they're uh, talking with Warner Brothers. About, yeah, finding a way to, to bring it back uh, to the streaming service and hopefully they can, all the cast haven't moved on to new projects yet, that they can bring everyone back and continue it on. Yeah, even um, if I suppose it's a limited, yeah, it's a smaller Yeah, even number. if they only do, yeah, because it was, 
you know, a, a multi, like lots of episodes per season. It was like a 20 episode yeah, season. Yeah, kind of standard type Kind of show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even for Netflix, that's pretty long. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So they, but they're, yeah, people were watching. And so they're, they're like, well, cool. Maybe we'll, we'll bring it back. And there was a lot of fan outrage when the, uh, the end of the show or the cance- second cancellation, I guess, yeah. was announced. Uh, a lot of fans were disappointed because it has a pretty big fan base, Lucifer. Yeah. And I've not seen it, but I do know a lot of people who enjoy I've it. I've seen, yeah, I've seen a handful of episodes and I need, I really need to finish the whole thing because mm. uh, two lovely ladies whom we both adore, <laughs> Fulia and Christina, have watched it. Hi, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> and I have adored it. And Fulia has been ranting to me recently as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, because she just finished the new season or the of season five and said it's yeah it's excellent and that i would love it so yeah yeah plus tom ellis's lucifer is like <sighs> dreamy he's he's smoking <laughs> he's literally smoking um <laughs> yes so yeah we'll see what happens yeah maybe we'll have some confirmation soon that would be really cool really really cool um cool so some australian nerdy news to wrap up Mm -hmm. uh we have a winner for the uh, australia decides eurovision song contest and that was montaigne yes uh wayne yes i have not had a chance this week to actually (laughs) sit down and watch her performance yes um, um, you watched the whole broadcast, did yes. you? Yes. Yes. Would you want to, do you want to talk a little bit about it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, cause we had looked at some of the, the video clips and performances. Yes. Um, the, the one that we had all picked, so Mitch's song, which I now am struggling to remember the name of, but I will find it, um, was actually still my favorite. Oh, was Having it really? watched everyone. So the one that when you, Fulia and myself talked about it mm. um we yeah we we said yep this was the one that we actually liked uh i having watched everyone else's i actually still really really liked it oh, yeah wow. and he scored well i think he scored like either in the top two or top three in the end he didn't get a high number of jury votes no but audience votes pushed him up there oh okay i think it was top three uh so it was up to it was between um montaigne and uh, Casey Donovan yeah. as our top two. Yeah. Um, and Montaigne's what look, I think it'll actually do well. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't my favorite. As I said, Mitch's was mine. Mm, um, mine too. Yeah. And I know, and uh, Casey had done huge. She had gotten the biggest in the popular votes, in the audience votes. Oh, really? The viewers' votes. Yeah. Wow. Um, that he came down because it's a combination of audience and, and jury. jury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if it was audience alone. Um, it would actually be Casey Donovan. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, this, I think that, I think, I think we're going to go well with this one. It's, there's a, a theatricality to it. Yes. I have seen the photos of her Dressed in the, as a the clown, clown yeah. get up, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think she's going to have a whole nation backing her and I think she'll, she'll I think she'll do well. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Did, does the song have a, a Eurovision party feel to it or is it a, is it a ballad or what, what kind of song is it? I'm to be honest, trying to remember it <laughs> and I'm struggling miserably. That's not a good sign. No, no, but that could just be me because I haven't gone back to listen to it again okay, and again okay, at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I try not to do that with Eurovision songs that I know are Eurovision songs because I want to you feel fresh. Feel fresh. No, that, yeah. that makes sense. All right. Um, I, that's, that's totally fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But no, but, but I, but I know my vibe was like, okay, that's not the one I would have picked, 
but I think it's going to do well. Yeah. I can probably already flag it will not win. Okay. But I think it will do well. But it'll, it's a good... I think so. She's, she's, a, she, she's a good pick for us. Yeah, year. I think so. All right, good. I think so. I think okay. so. I think, like, all of the artists that we've sent over to Europe have done such a great job. They have. Um, and she won't let us down. No, no. Yeah. And and then uh, the speaking of, you know, artists who have represented us, Dami Im yeah. has uh, announced that she's going to try and you know be in the running again yeah, yeah. next year for eurovision let's do it so I, do it. I can't wait for that it better be a kick-ass song it better be because she came second yes. when she she went there right absolutely yeah. and uh was first with the jury votes yeah that's insane yeah yeah well i mean it's dummy like, yeah she's nuts oh nuts so talented yeah um all right well that's the uh, the nerdy news, I think. Is that everything? It is. You sure? Yep. Nothing else happened this week? No. Nothing at all? No. Nothing you want to talk about? <sighs> Look. Yeah, Kendall. Um, I wasn't going to mention it. Oh, okay. But uh, it looks like uh, we've been hacked. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, gosh. Bloody yes. hackers, man. I know. We're just, a, we're just a little show just plodding along. I know, We're right? a little show that could... Mm, I think stop targeting us. I think someone you know mm. is a bit tired of being neglected. Yeah, uh, you know we haven't used them in a while for any kind of uh, could be anything, and you know their name just happens to rhyme with hack. So <laughs> maybe there's a connection there. I don't know, but I it His looks name like with hack. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Black. Right. Yeah, okay, Mr. Yeah. Black. Remember him? I do. I Your do. buddy, Mr. Black? He's everyone's friend. Oh. Yes. He's, I just don't sure. think of hackers when I think of Mr. Black. No, well, but, yeah. he, well he's, 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 he's here. He's found his way into <laughs> nerdy news. my nerdy news. Way. He loves reading the nerdy news, Kendall. He, he does. He really does. He, he takes it seriously. And we love Mr. Black. But one could argue he takes it too seriously because, you know, he doesn't like to be he doesn't like these discussions. He just likes to read it out and over to you and leave the studio. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that job, like his news reading job. He just can't let go of it. No. Because he's just got it. I mean, like, we love you, Mr. Black. But, you know, sometimes in the team meetings, he does want to bring up that he was a quote unquote serious reporter slash anchor at one stage. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Look, okay. we respect anyone who starts on Channel 31. Uh, well, you oh, well yeah. yeah, Channel Channel 31 is... Uh, Community TV, uh, support it. Absolutely, support mm. it. And, uh, yeah. So oh, what does Mr. Black want us to talk about? Mr. Black. Well, Mr. Black has said that he wants me to mention yeah. uh, the fact that the, the icon mm. that is uh, Miss... Or Miss or Mrs. I, I cannot I cannot be sure. Ms. Ms. She is married. Okay, thank you. I can't know. I don't know if she goes under a maiden name or not. Though. That's <laughs> fine. Judge Judith Scheinlin. Yes. Is on our screens in Australia. New new episodes. Mm. With a new haircut. Yes. That for the first time in decades, forever since this show's inception, most and, likely. And you know, and even before the show started, she had that old hairstyle for ages. That's true. Yeah, it's we talked classic. about this briefly. We did a while back, so we I can see did. why Mr. Black wanted to mention it. It's kind of like remember and tying in, and it's like a reference, following up on stories. Okay, all right. Yes. So because he's a serious reporter, he does wants okay. to clean them off, and and maybe it's a commentary. 
about how long Australian audiences have to wait for new episodes of content. That that actually kind of works. Could be a thing. Could yeah. be a Gosh, thing. Gosh, he goes deep, doesn't he? He very yeah. deep. Yeah. Like very... just a news story is not just a news story. No. It's life for this man. It, it is. Yeah. And uh, life's looking pretty grim for that hair. <laughs> I Mr. Black or Horace? <laughs> Both. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a. F- I, I love Judy. I love Judge Judy. I'm not a fan of this haircut. Yeah, you don't like the slick back. I, not at all. No, not at all. I mean, more power to her. She's doing what she wants. She's yeah. living her life. She's Judge freaking Judy. She can literally do whatever she wants. Yeah. But I personally, it is it is not of my taste. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, Wayne, what mm. do, what do you think? I just let people do people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Kendall, this isn't really a big story for me, and I feel oh, like you could have. Really? Yeah, I oh. think you could have. Uh, I, I just think it's, it's, it's. So you think Mr. Black has probably wasted our time, <laughs> wasted wasted the listeners' time by I, bringing this to the forefront by hacking the nerdy news? I don't think Mr. Black ever wastes our listeners' time or ours because he knows what he's on about. Just for me, I don't think it's such a big deal. And I, I think we should stop, you know, assessing women based on their hair and appearance. Uh, Don't you agree? I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I appreciate. I appreciate agree. where Mr. Black is coming from, in terms of following through stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Yeah. I actually, but look, since we're talking about it. I don't mind the hairstyle at all. If anything, I just think it's nice to change up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? It's it's twenty twenty. Yeah, Mr. Black has had the same like hairstyle since eighty nine. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah, and this is true. And you do you, Mr. Black. But, you do. You, know, you could part it on the other side. It's just be a bit adventurous. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. a risk. Yeah, exactly. Live after your inspiration <laughs> yeah slick judge, it back judge, grow it out judge judy grow it out and slick it back yep yep go for it do it go all hippie style yep yes mm-hmm. so yeah so kendall you're not a fan of judge judy's hair no. i actually think it suits her pretty well i don't i don't uh, think so we'll see how long she keeps it we will mr black will no doubt let us know yes he will yes and then uh i i'll in the meantime i'll be fixing the uh firewalls and Changing passwords. Changing passwords. <laughs> getting someone to do some some coding. Hey Phil. Hey Phil. <sighs> Love it. Okay. All right. That's the nerdy news. It really is. That's the nerdy news for this week. Uh, which means now it's time to roll on up to the trailer part. Oh, let's go there. Rolling up to the trailer part where we all park all the trailers. He had. All right, it's trailer park time. We have three very interesting trailers to discuss. Mm-hmm. Wayne. Yes, my dear. Uh, which one would you like to do first? Uh, we'll go in order. Just go in order? Yeah, why All right, not? brilliant. So the first trailer we're going to talk about today is for the brand new upcoming Wes Anderson film called The French Dispatch. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I love the look of this film. It looks mm. really quirky. Mm-hmm. It looks fun. Mm. It reminds me of a Robert Altman movie because it has every single star in Hollywood. Oh, that's very <laughs> You know, pretty true. much. Yeah, my goodness. Uh, it looks like a gorgeous ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is this supposed to be drawn from a true publication? Or like, I got the set. Like, it comes across as like, oh, let's tell this really, you know, this true story of, of these people who put together a publication. Yeah, called yeah, Called, yeah. you know, the French Dispatch. Um, but whether it is or whether it isn't is of 
I'm okay with because the way things are presented, the way these characters are quite quirky, the color palette is fascinating. Um, I, I can already sense a wonderful sense of humor and playfulness mm. about this film. It's mm-hmm. like one of those films where you go, I'd be okay if I lived in this world. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. I'd be okay with that. I think, I, I, I think this, I don't know. There's just something about it. I find it quite charming more than anything else. Yeah, you're very yeah. charming. I mean, it just seems to be about the, the startup of this publication and the running of it and the different reporters just interacting with one another. Maybe there are some clashes and just going about grabbing their stories and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like it showed a lot, but didn't really tell a lot. No. At the same time. No. Um, yeah, th- this one's this one's aroused my curiosity. Yes, yes, definitely. How about yourself? Kendall? Well, uh, you're wondering if it's it's based on true yeah. story or anything. Um, the IMDb description uh, states that it's a love letter to journalists set in an outpost of an American newspaper in a fictional 20th century French city that brings to life a collection of stories published in the French Dispatch magazine. Uh, the trivia on IMDb as well uh, reveals that a lot of the characters in the film are actually based on real people. Right, so real um, journalists. Yes, so uh, in an article or piece for the New Yorker magazine that came out this month um, it, that outlined some of the characters, subjects and situations depicted in the film along with the corresponding New Yorker articles. So it's kind of inspired by the New Yorker's, you know, I mean, it's a very famous magazine, yeah. of course, very eponymous um, magazine. Um uh, so these kind of references include Bill Murray's character, um, uh, Arthur Howitzer Jr. is inspired by the New Yorker's founding editor, Harold Ross. Um, Owen Wilson's character, Herb St. Sazerac. I've got to say, I haven't seen a Wes Anderson film, but I love the character names he gives. That name's amazing. The names are yeah. so good. Um, it, that character is inspired by the writer, Joseph Mitchell. Uh, Adrian Brody's character of Julian Cadazio is inspired by Lord Devine, the subject of a 1951 six-part New Yorker profile by S.N. Berman. Uh, Jeffrey Wright's character, Roebuck Wright, is inspired by James Baldwin and A.J. Liebling, who were both New Yorker contributors over the years. And Frances McDormand's character, Lucinda Crements, uh, is inspired by Mavis Gallant, who wrote a two-part 1968 piece on the student uprisings in France, which you kind of get glimpses of yeah, in this trailer. Yeah. This character also shares a last name with Jill Crements, a photographer whose work has often appeared in The New Yorker and who is the widow of the novelist Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, yeah. love Kurt Vonnegut. Mm, yeah. So that's just a little taste of uh, okay. the inspiration love- behind this eccentric piece. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. isn't so, that cool? Yeah, so it doesn't even venture into creative nonfiction, really. Mm. It's just drawing on these wonderful humans and yeah, and, and then throwing your own creativity behind them. Yeah, so w- when you hear that, then it kind of goes straight back to, uh, you know, the, the description of it being a love letter yeah. to these journalists. Yeah, absolutely. So and I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, especially at a time in America where um, someone who's in a position of power tries to make the media, mm. journalists especially, seem like the enemy yes. and has coined a term which is now in our vernacular, unfortunately, unfortunately. fake news mm-hmm. uh, because you can't have fake news. Fake news is just a lie. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, by definition, news is truth. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, yeah. I And I just that description of it being a love letter is, is gorgeous because I think filmmakers who do love letters to people, places, or characters, you really do feel the love. Mm. When you watch a Scorsese film, you always feel the love of New York. Oh, you do. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, that's as an example. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is interesting. I, yeah. I love the look of this. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I think where Wes Anderson's uh, visual style is also quite distinctive, mm-hmm. and he's got a few, uh, quite a few actors there that he's worked with before. Returning oh yeah. Here. He has his ho- whole, you know, rogues gallery yeah. of uh, recurring car- uh, actors, I should say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That come back for most of his films, yeah. and it's so it's nice to see them popping up. Um, so, you know, o- Owen Wilson, Bill Murray, yeah. Frances McDormand, Adrian Brody, Jason Schwartzman, yeah. um, Tilda Swinton. Um, yeah, there's a bunch. And then there's, uh, and Saoirse Ronan as well. And then we've got new, new actors like, T- uh, Timothy Chalamet's in this. Who we love. Who we adore. Yes. We love Timmy. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's another name that's escaping me, but, um, oh yeah, Elizabeth Moss. Yes. Uh, from Handmaid's Tale. Oh. Yes. The queen. Yeah. Herself. Uh, yeah. I, so yeah, I really, I feel like I really, like Wes Anderson is a, is a director that's always been on my radar, but for some reason I've never been overly excited to check out his films, mm. but every time I see a trailer for one of his films, I go, that's such his own kind of thing. Like he's like got you're a, saying, yeah. a very, very yeah clear style of, of, you know he's very much an auteur yeah in that, in that way it, and it's a quirky look it's like yeah, when you watch eccentric a, it's like when you watch a tim burton movie you know it's a tim burton movie yeah, straight it's away it's one of those yeah, yeah and he's he, one of those he's directors. the same you're like yep i know i'm with wes anderson absolutely yeah yeah uh and i really enjoyed just the framing mm-hmm. on a lot of these shots just the way like I was looking at the first few frames of the trailer and I found myself being distracted by what the characters were saying because I was looking at how beautiful the shots were. Yeah. Just because they looked like paintings. Yes. They looked like paintings. Like yeah. just the way the way the, the you know, the, the actors are, you know, their marks are in the frame where they're standing in relation to the camera, in relation to each other, in relation to the you know, objects in the room and yeah. what, how the room is, you know, decorated. Like the set design's gorgeous yes. in this. Uh, I can, it's a, I can see an Oscar nomination for next year. For set design. I totally and can. And costumes perhaps. Oh, probably costumes as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, yeah, I, I probably should watch this and I, I have wanted to watch Grand Budapest Hotel for a while because yeah, I that's, seen that one, no that's one of his most notable Yes, works. one of his most successful ones. One of his most successful works, I think. And um, Royal Tenenbaums uh, is a bit older, yes. but that one was pretty big yes. back in the day when it came out. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, I think that's it yeah, for French so. Dispatch. So that will be in cinemas in the US on the 24th of July and in the UK on the 28th of August. Yeah. And Australia, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, exactly. We'll let you know. Uh, Wayne, what is the next trailer we're going to talk about? The Boy 2. Mm. Brahms, The Boy 2. Brahms. Brahms. Brahms, The Boy 2. I feel like with this one, (laughs) it's just a retread of the first one. Yep. There, I, I won't lie. And the first one itself, yeah. I kind of got the plot twist, you know, before it was revealed. Okay, right? I haven't seen it. Just yeah, I won't say what that plot okay, twist good, is. Okay, good, good. Yeah, but I got the plot twist. I okay. saw, I kind of saw it coming. Okay. And Kendall, I think you will too, as, okay. as a horror fan. Yeah. 
That, though, is not to say that it's not a good movie. Okay, good. Because I remember, even though the plot just came, I was like, yep, saw that. That that was kind of obvious for me. But you walk away from it and go, no, it's a good movie. That's how I felt about, not to just bring in a completely left field title, but that's how I felt about Detective Pikachu. Yeah? I predicted the the, the plot twist, but I still enjoyed the film. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, for me, The the Boy was like, I've only seen it once, but I go, yeah, I'd revisit that one. Mm -hmm. Don't mind. Um, And part two looks like a retread of part one. So, Kendall, if you, for example, uh, watch the first film Mm. and then go back and watch this trailer, Mm -hmm. you will see a lot of things that you go, oh, yeah. I get that. Yep, yep, like that. Okay. Yeah, get it, okay. get it, get it. Yep. Um, I'm interested to see how they do part two. I hope it's just not like a remake, essentially. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it is, though. No. Off the bat. So, which is good. Okay. Which is good. All right. But the circumstances in which this doll, which we refer to as the boy, mm. uh, seems the same. So, what horror franchises do, and really... I'm surprised it actually took so long for a sequel to be made. Yeah, the original came out like four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it will have that familiarity that we want in a franchise. It's Mm -hmm. what we love about horror franchises. Mm. You're like, cool, I'm in a space that I'm aware of. And then they will do things to make it a little bit different. So we're just not watching the same film. Yeah. So I feel like The Boy 2 is comfortable. It's in a comfortable space. Mm -hmm. It's not going to push us out too much. It's one of those, if you love the first one, you'll enjoy the second one. Yeah. That's what I think. Okay. Um, So, whilst I'm not necessarily overly excited to see part two, I will definitely watch it. Okay. Because part one was... Part one was fun. All right, cool. yeah, it, was a, it was a fun, it was I a fun, should, uh, uh, yeah, horror movie. I should check it out. I remember, yeah. I remember watching the trailer and liking yeah. the trailer. Well, it's not, and I believe it's on Netflix. So, oh, cool. Like, yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I'd be interested to see what, what you what you think about it. And I should probably yeah. revisit part one actually. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So um, your thoughts coming into it quite fresh. Yeah, I I I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. I'm not. I don't. I don't really think it's a good trailer. No. At all. I think it's a terrible trailer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's done in this complete degrade horror movie trailer style for some reason. And it's quick and it's rushed and they're not, they're not building any tension with the, or suspense in this trailer. They're not trying to, or they, they, maybe they think they are and they're just, it's not working. Yeah. Um, I mean, the you know, dolls are always creepy. Yeah. Especially in horror films. Yeah. Um, Fulia knows. Her mum's got a whole collection of them. Yes. They have tea parties that night. They do. Hey, Fulia. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> no, there's something for your fan fiction, Fulia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. Uh, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. And Katie Holmes is in this, so. Um, it seems like such an odd movie for Katie Holmes. Doesn't to be it? Yeah. Because she does such you know wonderful independent movies and sophisticated mm. movies, but again, look, she's it's she's been a, a while. She's been well, out she's, of it for yeah, a while. She's, like popped up every now and then. Yeah, she hasn't really been in the mainstream. Yeah, uh, you know, film or television world for a while. Yeah, but you know, Katie, be a screen queen. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's why do not? This. Why yeah, Katie not? Katie Holmes, you're amazing. It's the Katie Holmes songs. Please, this is, this, do it. this is the beginning. Yeah, this is the beginning. Um, yeah, I, I will, I will happily watch the first one if it's on Netflix, hmm. and then uh, maybe check this one out if I enjoy the first one enough. But um, yeah, I feel like it's just, I feel like the movie might be all right, but the trailer's just bad. Yeah, I just don't like the trailer. It's probably one that appeals to to, fa- to fans, fans or people who've seen the first one. I think so. Yeah, they're just yeah. they're not really going nuts with the marketing. I think they've put no. all the budget on the film, and they're like, oh cool, we've got like. 
We've got an established base. We've got like, yeah, we've got an established base already with this film and uh, we've got $10,000 left for marketing. <laughs> Let's just throw something together. That's incredibly specific. Well, yeah, yeah it's probably accurate. Um, yeah. So uh, y'all don't have to wait too long to see The Boy 2 or Brahms The Boy 2. I don't know why Brahms is a thing. Maybe it's the name. Is Brahms the name of The Boy? Yes, it is. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> nice. I'm on the money. I figured it out. Uh, that's the twist, guys. <laughs> that's the twist. It's easily figured out. Um, yeah, so Brahms the Boy 2 will be in cinemas literally this week, the 20th of February. Thursday. Yeah. Do it. Yes. Nothing like a last-minute trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Get it in. Get yes. it in. There's a lot about the week in trailers. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, so our last trailer we're going to talk about is for a film called The Green Knight. Mm. Um, this is a pretty good teaser, I think. Yeah. I, it didn't really tell me anything. No. But. Not in a good way? I'm going to stay quite neutral on this one. Okay. Because at first when it was sort of like kicking in, I was just like, yeah, whatever. But by the end of it, it had me going, I want to see more. Oh, that's good. So I don't particularly, you know, it gives you an idea what Mm -hmm. the story might be about. But don't ask me because I won't be able to tell you. It's you know it's one of those ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but no, it's yeah. I, 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 it doesn't really. It didn't give me enough to sort of assess anything about it. Yeah. You know, for example, you know Robert Patterson's bat suit gave me a lot more to talk about. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm quite. Yeah, this one didn't quite didn't really light my fire as much as the other two. Okay. Um, but I think a full fledged trailer will be different. Yeah, you think? I when think they, so. Because they, they do... Well, they had, like, you know, nice little touches and flashes of different things. Yeah. Um, you know, when we had the guy tied up and it flashed to him being tied up as a skeleton, for example. Like, there's yeah. just... You go, mm. are there time leaps? Are there... You know, how's this working out? Are there premonitions? What's going on? Yeah. So, without knowing anything about the film, even after watching the trailer, not knowing mm. anything about the film, there's enough that when a full-fledged trailer drops, I go, yes, I remember The Green Knight. Yes. I remember enough to say, okay, let's see this full trailer. What, what's it got for me? Yeah, but yeah. what did you reckon, Kendall? Yeah, well, I'm just very excited. It's it's uh, it's, it's being, you know, produced by um, A24, which mm. is uh, kind of becoming a really good production company in yeah. the States for, for indie films and for horror yeah. as well. Like they did both Midsommar and Hereditary, for mm-hmm. example. Um uh yeah then you, so i'm like that gets me excited the fact that dev patel is the lead in this i like dev patel he's great yeah he, i've not seen him in a bad film yeah yet. um and yeah i just i really enjoy him as an actor so and this looks like a really kind of meaty role mm. for him something we may not have seen him really do yeah before it looks complex yeah very complex um, Alicia Vikander is also in this mm-hmm. Oscar winner of Alicia Vikander, uh, Lara Croft herself. Um, and I'm a big fan of hers too. So, uh, she's, I think she's only in the trailer for maybe half a second. Yeah. You only get a brief glimpse of her. It's so not a trailer that gives you a lot. No, no. Um, it hints at a lot without does. telling you anything. It does. So maybe it's a good teaser in that way. I think that's, well, that's what I think. I, I think it's a very stylish teaser as well. Mm. I loved, I freaking love that red font that yeah. kept coming up it was gorgeous yeah i really really gorgeous and then the music the way it kind of builded and and created this unsettling 
kind of vibe around the whole thing. Yeah. Because um, I was wondering, I don't even, I'd never heard of the, this uh, tale of the Green Knight before. Um, so it's basically this film is based on um, uh, Sir Gawain uh, and the Green Knight. I'm probably saying Gawain wrong, but that's how it's spelled. G-A-W-A-I-N. Um, it's one of the best-known Arthurian stories, um, with its plot combining two types of folk motifs, the beheading game and the exchange of winnings. Ooh, the beheading game. Yes, and there's references to beheading in this yeah. trailer uh, as well. So, And then, of course, I'm guessing the Green Knight is this medieval Groot monster. <laughs> Because that's what it looked like to me. It looked like Groot. Because, um, <laughs> of course, I'm going to say that. Uh, yes, you are. Yeah, yes, I will. Mm-hmm. To the cows come home. Oh, yeah. Nothing you can do about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I just... I feel like this is going to be a really interesting fantasy thriller, maybe. I don't know. It, I don't feel like the subject matter maybe even lends to a thriller. But, I mean, if it's about a beheading game, then maybe it does. Mm. And maybe I'm wrong. But, I don't know. I just... I'm I'm very curious. I'm very excited. I I, I, I want to see a full trailer. Yeah, yeah. I real like really do. I want to know more. So mm. I think this this is a good tease. Yeah. 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 When are we watching it? When are we watching it? Well, I'm glad you asked, Wayne. That's, it. That's um, what I'm here for. Yes, good. Keeping the show afloat. Oh, yeah. That's why um, they pay me the big bucks, Kendall. <laughs> yes. Why they pay me the big and bucks. That's why they pay me diddly squat. Uh, <laughs> the Green Knight will be in theaters in the United States on the 29th of May. Ooh. So no, no date for us yet down under, but... It'll be around that time. Yeah, probably around yeah, that time. Late May, early June. Yes, yeah. I reckon. You might be onto something there. Might be. Might be, very much. All right, that's Trailer Park done for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, time to roll on out, and we're going to, well, I'm going to dive into a couple of clicky reviews. Yeah. Quickie review. And my first quickie review is going to be Birds of Prey Mm. and the uh, fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Uh, Yes. Uh, Or Fantabulous. Is it Fantabulous? I think it's Fantabulous. Fantabulous. Yes. Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yes. That is the title of the film. That did not get changed just for the record. To reference that little yes. article that came out this week. Yeah, a lot of discussion about that. A lot that, of discussion. So the film's title, just to clarify, the film's title has not changed. No. But some theatres yes. are labelling it yes, internally as, yes. as Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. Birds of Prey. Yes. Yeah. But they haven't, but everyone's gone, oh, the film didn't make any money, so they're changing the name to get people to watch it. Mm-hmm. No. No. I think, look, I think the... No um, internet. And, and also the title... The, the, the marketing has been strong enough that it, it, you, you know Harley Quinn is front and center. Yeah. yeah. She's literally like, you see birds of prey and the, she's literally the biggest <laughs> like person in the, in the poster holding that mallet. Yeah. Like, come on people. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So, so Kendall, yes. the important question is yes. your thoughts on yes. birds of prey. Yes, of course. All right. So I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. It's a it is a sequel to Suicide Squad, as far as Harley Quinn's story is concerned, because mm-hmm. it pretty much picks up not too long after Suicide Squad, um, with references to Joker, of mm-hmm. course, Jared Leto's Joker. Um, 
so I don't want to spoil too much, but I mean, you know, certain things are in the trailers. So for you know, we know that her and the Joker have split. Yeah. Um. So she's out on her own now, carving her own identity, looking mm. for emancipation. I was going to say it's kind says. of in the title. It's all in the all in the title. Mm. It's all in the teasers. Um. Now, uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, still I have to say is one of the best casting choices yeah uh, that dc films have done mm-hmm. in my opinion she's she's just perfect and I, I i hate that i have a couple of friends that don't like her either don't like her one as an actress or they don't like her as harley quinn because I, I don't understand because i think she's phenomenal yeah um, i don't know how anyone could dislike her as a yeah. performer in general it's strange. She's so talented. Yeah, and, and diverse. And diverse, and she can. Yeah, and the thing she does in this film is just you know, it it, it borderlines the realm of possibility a little. Um, mm. They the the abilities Harley Quinn has is just a fighter in this film, because uh, the action scenes are really really cool, like the stunts and everything, the fight scenes. Yeah. Um, but they kind of like compared to what we saw her do in Suicide Squad. It's a little more heightened in this film, and right. it kind of makes you—you you have to suspend disbelief a yeah. little bit. Because Harley doesn't have powers; she's human. Yes, exactly. But you can kind of disregard that, basic, just based on the fact that uh, Harley narrates the film. Cute. Um, she's an unreliable narrator, <laughs> like the, the the picture definition of an unreliable narrator. So I think maybe even in, by that token, you could just go well. Yeah, yeah, she's she might be slightly OP. She's the one telling the fucking story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of fucking, there's cursing in this film because it is an MA-rated flick. They mm. they upped the the hardcoreness from Suicide Squad to to this, and it works in its favor. The and the violence in it. There's some bone crunching. There's some. There's blood. Mm. There's yeah. It's it's great. It's awesome, and it suits her character. It suits the the world. Um, and Gotham is, it's so great to see Gotham and hear people say GCPD. I'm like, yes, <laughs> we're back people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Journey Smollett Bell as Black, uh, Black Canary is fantastic. She's really, really great. Mm-hmm. I like what they did with her in this film. Um, and her character is very complicated. Not, not just a one note woman she's yeah she's there's a lot to her and i I love that i really liked her performance um mary elizabeth winstead as huntress was probably my equal favorite thing with someone else i'm going to mention in a second in this film she's not in it enough though that's the only problem she's kind of introduced because there's so many characters going on she's kind of only fully introduced about halfway uh which is a little disappointing but um but still you know, what we get of her is fantastic and what they do with Huntress uh, is really, really awesome and I, I love the characterization of, of her mm. in this film and, and she's uh, another one of my favourite actresses, Miss um, Winstead, so yeah, I was very happy to see her kicking ass. She's very great and I, but yeah, I gotta, I guess I will just say the, the scene stealer the the just the the highlight of the film Ewan McGregor <laughs> as Roman Sionis, uh Black Mask was just huh, spot on spot on campy over the top scene chewing villain <laughs> just one of those kind of egotistical kind of vain mm. kind of villains who just you know 
thinks everyone's out to get him so he'll just turn on you on a dime if like there's a there's one scene in the film where he thinks a woman's laughing at him and then he humiliates her wow in front of a at his club in front of all these people yeah yeah like it's really upsetting but it's so in with his character and yeah what he is but it's just that's just an example but he's He's awesome, and mm-hmm. I wanted more of him as yeah. well. I mean, he's in he's in the movie a fair amount, but I wanted more Black Mask. I really did. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. It, he was just he was just such a joy. Yeah. And the whole film was yeah, it was a lot of fun. It probably wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, yeah. or should have been. Okay. Uh, it's not a bad film. It's it's just not a great film. It just kind yeah. of approaches the marker of epic. But falls short. Right. Uh, but there are a lot of good. There are. There's so much good to it. You will definitely enjoy it. And mm. the way the things they do with Gotham and the things they do with these characters are a lot of fun. Uh, it's much better than Suicide Squad. For, I was going to ask how does it compare to its predecessor? Yeah, for naysayers of Suicide Squad, and there are many. Uh, yeah, you will definitely definitely enjoy this. I think you'll enjoy it a lot more at least. Don't let your opinions of that film stop you from seeing this because mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening yeah what's happening like people are not going to watch Birds of Prey because it's Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and that's yeah. Suicide Squad yeah. connected and, and it's linked it's linked and there are references during yeah. the film it's a look it's a sequel to, yeah it's, it's a, a sequel it is exactly so uh, so you've got to mention it but it's no it's worth your time please go and watch it uh, mm-hmm. if I had to give it a score out of five it would probably be a three and a half out of five cool. So for your money's worth, Kindle, because mm-hmm. people have been talking about the title. Yes. And some of the comments I'm seeing on the socials is that the title is only a problem because the Birds of Prey are not prominent in the film. It's a Harley Quinn film, so why don't we really just call it Harley Quinn? That's so fair. the fact is that the title is misleading in that it gives you an idea that, you know, the Birds of Prey and Harley have like equal screen time and you know it's it gives the impression we're watching a Birds of Prey movie with Harley Quinn in it yeah but it's the other way around correct yeah so based on that do you actually have an issue with the title and should it like how we've reported some cinemas are calling Harley Quinn Birds of Prey that that actually probably is more adequate title maybe yeah, not maybe, as fun but i mean adequate. no i love the yeah i love how fun the title is yeah. and how much it, it it does suit the film yeah just based on harley like i said being that unreliable narrator yeah you know the fact that she would call a movie about herself birds of prey and the fantabulous etc yeah. i wonder um, i wonder if the film should have actually just been called you know the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn I th- maybe it should have been. I just don't know. As a, not as a subtitle. I don't know. Or maybe maybe should have maybe they should have flipped it and just gone the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. Like flipped it. Yeah. Maybe that would have made more sense. Or maybe if they just called it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. Like because I'm pretty sure there's a comic at the moment that is called that that they're right. Like, yeah. Currently DC is currently printing. Okay. Um, called Harley Quinn and and Birds of Prey. Um, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I really like the title, so but I can I can understand why people are having issues yeah. with it. And I'm okay. As much as I do like the title, I'm not like a a big fan of long movie titles. Mm. Like Best Exotic Marigold Hotel still drives me nuts. Yeah, and it's 
it's just a lot of syllables. <laughs> yeah. It's not a lot of words, it's a lot of syllables. Uh, especially when you're trying to, uh, ex- you know, you're, you've got m- middle-aged old ladies coming and asking for it at work and, and they can't remember the name. <laughs> or they get one word and you're like, oh, I know exactly what movie you're looking for. Bless. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, then the, and then there was a time when, you know, Grand Budapest Hotel came out at the same time. Like, which hotel movie is it? <laughs> it's very funny. Very, very funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Harley Quinn, yeah, I, I, I adore her as a character. And yeah, and this film is, yeah, it's great. Don't, yeah, don't let any any of the negativity that may surround it stop you from watching. Because oh. yeah, it's worth your time. Don't, who gives a shit what the title is? It's about what's in the film that counts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so three and a half stars out of five. Lovely. Yes. You watched another movie this I week. I did. What was that one? Kim? It was Weathering With You. Um, I wanted to mention it, uh, and it's sad that is not here, but I'm like, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, and I imagine she'll probably bring it up next week. Yeah. Just to, uh, you know, have yep. a bit of extra time on it. Yes, because she loves this movie. She does, and I can see why. Okay. I can see why. I haven't seen a uh, an anime film like this before but i haven't really seen many anime films mm. uh you know growing up i only really was ever familiar with the you know the most popular anime series like pokemon sailor moon dragon ball z yeah um you know and then Yu-Gi-Oh and digimon and you know yeah. the big the big mainstream ones you know i never really got into the films you know, the any of the uh, yeah the films i've still only seen spirited away as far as my ghibli knowledge goes right uh even though that's a really good film yeah uh and i should watch the others uh, especially because they're all on netflix now um but weathering with you uh is just a beautiful film the animation in this is just next level like uh folio was telling me it's a i think it's a mix between you know drawn animation and cg animation okay uh because the backgrounds look 3d wow and they look like photos sometimes oh wow like that's how good yeah so it's not jarring to have the two styles no it for me, it wasn't in some scenes just because, you know, the your characters that are in the foreground are so, you know, drawn the anime yeah. style that we all know. Um, and in the background, uh, backgrounds are just so detailed. Yeah. And, like, gorgeous. Mm. Like, it's, there's a little bit of a contrast there that, yeah, can may, maybe jar you in some scenes, but then you kind of just this is just the style of this film. And then once you're in, you kind of accept that that's what it is. And it doesn't really harm your opinion of the film or your enjoyment of it. I don't think, but it was just really beautiful. I loved the animation so much. Mm. It was lovely. Um, especially because this film is about, you know, a girl who can, you know, is a sunshine girl, uh, and she can make the sun come out basically if she prays for it. Okay. Yeah. And because it, it's set in Tokyo and it's just raining nonstop. It's been raining, it's been raining, it's been raining and raining. Uh, and yeah, and the main characters are runaway. Um, and he's such an interesting character. Uh, and yeah, he ends up, you know, on the streets in Tokyo trying to find work. And he ends up working for this like kind of shady sort of conspiracy theory type uh, magazine, mm. uh, or, you know, printing publishing thing. Um, and he, one of the stories he ends up doing is on the sunshine girl or right. trying to find out if 
the Sunshine Girl stories are true and if yeah. they're, they're real and if there is one that exists and then he ends up finding one. Um, and yeah, and then there's a love story there. Of course. Because of course there is. But it's it's so beautifully done. The And the English voices were really, were really, really good. The voice acting was phenomenal in yeah. this. Very emotional. And, and yeah, I just, I really, I really liked it quite a bit. Um, and yeah, the story, you know, I, I cry. I think I cried a little bit towards the end because there's some sad stuff in there. I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah. there's some sad elements to it. But it's just a really lovely, nice story. And I just kind of like how this it's it's all kind of set in like mundane reality. Yeah. With just this random girl who has these abilities, and nobody kind of bats an eye or like goes, "We need to capture her and study her for science." Accepted. Yeah, they just accept it and are happy because she's bringing the sun out. Yeah. And because the, 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 her and the, the main character, the boy, they end up like create, starting a business where they, she makes money off of it. Oh. So they make, a, they make a web... And it's all, it's all pure. It's not clandestine yeah. or anything. It's their, you know, they set up a website and uh, you know, people send in requests of... You know, uh, I'm getting married. Can I have the sign? <laughs> I want to take my daughter out in the park. Uh, you know, I want to have. I want to. You know, have some kind of uh, funeral ceremony for a loved one. Like just mm. all these little things. Or and then like the the city wants to do fireworks. So it's yeah. the small. The scales are small to big in yeah. terms of the job that she has to do. And and yeah, it's just yeah. And there's consequences, but I won't go into them. Of but course. but it's yeah, it's a really lovely story. I can't stress that enough, and how beautiful the animation is, and the music was lovely, very Japanese, very anime style, kind of kind of music, and yeah. No, it's just it's just a really nice film, and I and I wanted more. Again, I I'm finding that a lot lately that I want I I'm enjoying movies that I, I want more from them yeah. which is interesting well, it's always better to want more than to feel like eh, overstated it's welcome yeah, yeah that's very 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 true um, but yeah so I'd probably give Weathering With You a 4 out of 5 lovely sounds, yeah. sounds amazing yeah definitely worth checking out nice one yes okay so the time has now come it has the moment you have all been waiting for I'm sure Popcorn culture time. <laughs> it's popcorn culture time. Yeah, it is. Popity pop pop popcorn culture. Okay, popping Wayne. Popping them corn. Pop, yes, my dear. Popping them corns. Yes, Wayne. What, what um, shall we be discussing well, today? Well, it seems fitting that we discuss the 2020 Oscars. Yeah. Let's have a wrap-up discussion. Yes. yes. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Good. Yes. Awesome. So you and I both were separate, but together in our watching of the ceremony. Yes, yes, yes. Live from the states. Yes, so we were both uh, we were both watching. You had um, so some wonderful food and drinks going on, and yes, I, cocktails. I, I yeah, I was snuggled up on the couch with uh, my beloved fur baby Gypsy. Gypsy. <laughs> and yeah, we were enjoying the Oscars. Mm. Look, overall, it was a really solid presentation. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it didn't bore. It was quite lively in moments. Yes. Uh, it was quite poignant in others. Yes. Um, I still have issue with so many titles being nominated for Best Picture. I think it should still be restricted to five. 
to be honest. Mm. I don't like this. It was like, what, nine this year? It was nine. Last year there was ten, I think. This yeah. year there was nine. Yes. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of that because no, I feel fair. like... As well with the other categories where there's a maximum of five, mm. best picture should be the same. Yeah. Mm, I have two minds about that. Yeah, for me, it's such... It's the big one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It is. It it, is literally it's the, the granddaddy of it. Mm. And I think you take away the... The specialness, that's not a word. The, yeah, the, the privilege of, of a nomination. Of by a nomination. Because so it's many. like, yes, I was one of nine nominated yeah. for the best picture. Yeah. Whereas if you're the one of the five, that's, again, it falls in line with every character. Because they, they can't all be great. No. And I think, I don't know, it's like, but I, as soon as the Oscars have introduced kind of a free for all, for best picture. Yeah. Uh, that's never sat well with me. Totally fair. So, uh, yeah. So it's not really a reflection on this year's ceremony because it's a thing now. Mm-hmm. But it's the one thing that always um, I, I feel unsettled with. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. I mean, uh, when I think about it, uh, you know, when I was choosing for my ballot, which which movies I, I you know, which mm-hmm. movie I think should win or could win. Um, yeah, it was always coming down to about three or four yeah. films out of the nine that I was tossing up between. So yeah, by that sense, like in terms of the nominations for this year, then yeah, probably five yeah. would have been better than nine. I don't see the need for it. Mm. Like I really don't see the need for, mm. for so many. Um, I wonder why they do it. I wonder what the yeah. reason is, unless it's like a critical acclaim, maybe it's some kind of money making scheme. I, like, I mean, look, all you have to do is throw an Oscar nominee and your film starts making more money at the box office. Exactly. And you yeah. say Oscar winner, and it makes more money at the box office. Oh, yes. And then so, on home video. Yes. Yeah. As I can tell you. Absolutely. <laughs> so one of the more exciting things was that uh, a film I have not seen, but I'm really curious to see, um, one best international film. And I love that they've made a point about saying that it's been renamed from foreign language film to international film, which I really like. Yes. And that movie not only won Best International Film, but it also won Best Picture. (gasps) So really, an international film is a film nonetheless. Absolutely. So it is the first film in Oscar history that is spoken in a language other than English to not only win Best Picture, Mm -hmm. but essentially in the same year, it won two Oscars for Best Picture, really. That's true. This is the way I see it. That's true. And I think I actually saw either a post or an article talking Mm. about that. It's technically... Because Best International Film, I'm sorry, Best International Film in my book is not lesser than Best Picture. No. It really isn't. So, no. And the thing is, because I know they're trying to be more politically correct by naming it so, it almost takes away the spe- you know a specialness. Or why am I saying this word a lot? But it almost <laughs> takes away what made Best Foreign Language Film, that, that, that naming the category that so important. Mm. Because, yes, the Oscars is an American ceremony, and a lot of people in America... I, 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 this isn't a generalization, this is a fact. Don't go and source movies that are spoken in a language other than English a lot. Yeah. Do not like reading subtitles. Yeah, Would yeah. rather watch dubbed movies. Yeah. 
Whereas for me, give me the original language. That is how it is made. Mm-hmm. I will read subtitles. I'm not illiterate. I can do this. Yes. You know what I mean? Same. You know? And in subtitles aren't always easy. I get it. Sometimes mm-hmm. if people are speaking fast. But if you dedicate to a film, you can do it. It's that, you know, few inches of... It's that few inch barrier, as yeah. so beautifully said at the Golden Globes. Oh, I love that. I, that was gorgeous because I've been a fan... Since my teens... I've been a fan of subtitled movies and foreign language movies because it just adds so much depth. Yeah. So to call it international movie, look, that's fine. But that now opens it up to films in English that were not made in the United States. Absolutely does. Again, perfectly fine. Yeah. But it now I almost feel like that, that title, that category is not necessary. The, oh, the best foreign. Be- oh, because you make such a good point. Because it's a best picture. It's yeah. just it just comes from out of America. Yeah. Um, because as we've seen, Parasite won best picture because it shows it does not matter where a movie is made. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. Nope. Um, it's like when they had, um, you know, when they had animated films for best picture. Mm. Um, because it didn't matter. It's it's format. No. And then they decided, wow, this we're now taking animated film seriously. Let's give it its own category. category. Yeah. That I can accept more because mm-hmm. it's a different method of of storytelling and yep. different techniques are involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I actually I really don't see the need for international film now because just because a film is in a language other than English, it does not make it lesser than a film in English. That's true. And they and look. You're giving us nine to ten nominations a year now. Yeah. Throw them in there. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what essentially you're saying, Kendall? Mm-hmm. And I, I get it again. I appreciate that they've changed the name of it now. Yes. But they're saying that because a film is in a language other than English, it is not worthy to be considered overall best picture. So we're putting you in foreign language film. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And international film is just a nicer way of saying it. Mm. Like, really. Yeah, that's you know? true. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, it just makes it, there's a psychology behind it. Yeah. And the naming of it is saying, like, international is fantastic because we're acknowledging people from other filmmaking markets, which is fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, And territories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, because it's the United States of America, people speak lots of languages, just like in Australia. Absolutely. You know, yeah. we've got over 200 languages spoken in Australia. Yeah. Like, how gorgeous is that? Mm-hmm. This is why SBS television is such a fantastic thing to have. Oh, yes. I, it's remains it's one of the greatest yeah things the government gives us definitely SBS television right? absolutely yes so yeah so i feel like yeah i feel like that that category now i would have probably preferred it to just be remained as foreign language yeah okay. made it a different thing yeah. yeah i think i think though um i don't know i think i like the fact that uh you know it has changed its name the more i've been thinking about it like i mean you know you don't really need... I don't think they really need to change the name, but I think it's it's a good thing mm. because the word foreign especially has so many other connotations to yes. it. And, and most significantly, it's the other. Yeah. 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 So I like that they've removed that stigma mm. out of the category to as a way to maybe help yeah. uh, people focus on these films what they are by just mm. referring to them as international features. Yes. And I suppose it does also draw attention to them. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like the point you're making of, yeah, well, maybe now they don't really need that category. Yeah. It might be redundant if they're just going to mm-hmm. include, yeah. A, include foreign films in Best Picture and then B, award one yeah. Best, Best Picture. Um, so, of course, if we haven't said yet, the film we're talking about is Parasite. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think I've ever mentioned it. No, <laughs> no, but that's okay. This is where I come in because mm. I have seen this film and I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. Um, and it was nominated for six Oscars and it won four. Crazy. Out of the six. So not only did it win Best Picture and Best International Feature, it also won Best Original Screenplay, mm-hmm. which is huge, uh, and, and Best Director. Yeah. Bong Joon-ho. Mm. Uh, and just... Oh, that man during that night was just such a joy. His speeches got better and better with his lovely translator helping him out because he's English. Love she's, her. She's great. And she yeah. speaks She speaks so well. Yeah. Um, she's very good at her job. Um, but the, the just the emotion that was coming from him mm. and the honesty on that stage and the fact that he took the time in one of his speeches to acknowledge his heroes in the room. It was wonderful to say. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. The fact that I, I, I love, I live for those kinds of moments. Yeah. I really, really absolutely. do. Because it, it also, it acknowledges the people who make, who make you fall in love with telling stories mm-hmm. in film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that was, a th- I think that was a, even a big vibe that night as yeah. well. A lot of the winners, uh, who gave speeches were shouting out, you know, speaking to, making references to the people in the room yeah. um, that inspired them or mm-hmm. encouraged them or their friends or that, you know, so they're all kind of patting each other's backs, but not in a egotistical way. It was all very like, look, look, you guys, we all inspire each other and look what yeah. we've done. This is what we've achieved this year. Like they're all just proud. It was very genuine. It was yeah. very genuine. Um, yeah, and so many mm. wonderful speeches, and but yeah, Bong Joon Ho, like the way he called out to Scorsese, yes, uh, was uh, I think he said the the there was a quote Scorsese said it was something like the personal is the most creative or something yes. like something along those lines, which was really sweet, and then the fact that he he said that Tarantino uh, mm. always recommended his films yeah. to his American fans yeah uh to help and to help get bong joon ho you know noticed and recognized absolutely in the american market acknowledged his value as a filmmaker yeah and, it's just brilliant and tarantino is such a one because he's got a platform and i love that tarantino because his films and his stories draw on movies that are classic that are in the past that a lot of us have not seen mm. But Tarantino studies movies and has he loves yeah. film. Yeah, he and does. And so he will. And some will say blatantly rip off. So what? Mm. He's using these things and pastiche and creating a pastiche of the story. Mm. I am absolutely all for it. And it's a type. It's the way I tell stories mm-hmm. too. Like I'm so go for it. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes it themselves and he's introducing these elements mm. and how great is it though if you end up going back and watching the movie oh my gosh that's where tarantino got it from yeah that is a lot of fun yeah to do mm-hmm. and i love that tarantino loves really obscure and odd movies as well because we see it mm. why are we so shocked 
by some of the over-the-top things Tarantino does in his films. Yeah. Because we don't see the stuff that's inspired him. No, that's true. We don't see the exploitation films. We don't see the big raids. We don't see the cult cinema. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's not Hollywood gloss. But these are some of the most exciting films to watch. Yeah. You know, these are, these are fantastic. These are the fun popcorn movies and that tell great stories and have actors that we've never heard of, but we should because, the, you know, they're superstars in their genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I love the shout out to Scorsese. I love that The Room gave Scorsese a standing, standing ovation. ovation as a there response. Is, oh. there is, there's respect there. Oh, so much respect. Um, and he's yeah. just so adorable though, Martin yes. Scorsese. He's the way he kind of just reacts and chuckles <laughs> away. Like I just, I, I love that. Yeah. He just seems like a very kind hearted man. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was a really beautiful moment to see everyone kind of rally behind and you know, and, and I just, I just love that the camaraderie in the room. Yeah, it's just so wonderful to see. Uh, and then when uh, when Joaquin won for best actor, that I called, uh, I like, re- like I, four months ago. <laughs> we wanted it, didn't we? We did. The world wanted it, yeah. and it happened. Um, yeah, my goodness. But yeah, everyone stood up for him because this is his long overdue win yeah uh a leo dicaprio-esque situation of you know being always being nominated never winning but i think Um, also with joaquin phoenix it was the risk we've all seen that performance and you know you kendall you and i spoken all year Mm. about how much we love it yeah you know oh through and through how wonderful he's done Mm -hmm. and the hard work has paid off there Mm -hmm. and i think that yeah people giving him that win and really truly celebrating him giving him the respect that he's deserved and that he's owned because you know, look, no one's perfect. He said it in his speech as well that he's oh, made mistakes. I love the fact that he's so o- open about you know admitting his faults. There's a there's a raw honesty there. Yeah, and it's I guess great. when you're in the spotlight and you are the younger brother of someone incredibly famous oh, who died in tragic circumstances, I'm gonna cry. Um, that he's acknowledged that, and I I loved his emotion when acknowledging River and quoting a song lyric that River. Oh, it's. Can I... I have to read it out. Please do, because, because it is beautiful. And the fact that he struggled to say it oh because he got gosh. so emotional. And I just felt he was like, my brother is an inspiration to me. Yeah. And also, he knows that his brother is proud of him. Mm. You know, it's 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 beautiful. It's it's so... It's so beautiful. Um, yeah, so... Oh, just... It just makes me want to cry mm. thinking about it again. But yeah, he... Like Joaquin said... Um, these lyrics that uh, his brother River wrote when he was 17 um, run to the rescue with love and peace will follow yes it's beautiful <sighs> we in, cried buckets yes we were crying Christina and I in, we were I just got teary eyed myself oh my god it, intent, it's about I suppose intention and, yeah. it's, and because Joaquin as well is very much conscious about our planet mm-hmm. our environment yeah, and how yeah. we treat other sentient beings mm-hmm. um that was lovely some people said okay that was a mood killer and that was a downer look the oscars has always been political always and the platform is that you use it how you want to use it yeah yeah, uh, yeah. And whether that's right or wrong that's not for us to say he's not the first he won't be the last he won't be the last and i hate the fact that people are like ragging on him these are the, the he's been making these kinds of speeches every award he's won for joker this yeah. season like 
Why are we all of a sudden surprised now that he's yeah. done this? Um, and it's no secret that he's a you know he's an activist. He's a he's a he's a proud vegan yeah. and organic all the way. Like yeah. you know, um, and I really like the fact uh, that fact about him that he doesn't like movie making is is like a blue collar job for him. Yeah. Like it's how he makes his living. Absolutely. Uh, and he just happens to be really, really good at it. Yes. Uh, and it just happens to be in a business that is idolized by the masses and looked at a certain way, but he doesn't look at it that way. And he just treats it like an ordinary thing. Like we would go into our jobs. Yes. And because I, sometimes one senses he gets bored Yeah. with the questions yeah. that he's asked. And like, yeah, he does. He hates, he hates a lot of the questions he gets asked because a lot of them are the same, of course. And he just doesn't want to, put on a face and that's yeah. that's fine i mean you know he's gonna do him and he always has done and of course he knows it goes with the job it, it does <laughs> it, like let's be honest it goes yeah. with the job. and even when even when he won um you know like he just stood up didn't didn't smile didn't yeah didn't go didn't like he didn't even um freaking turn to rooney mara his fiance yeah. and k- kiss her or anything like he didn't even look at her. He just no. he just stood up and walked straight up. But it's I, so in, it's so interesting. But I still feel like that he respects the award. Like I feel like it's he, not no, like he does. oh here I go. Rah, Actually, rah. I should mention that because he did kind. There was I think a moment where he he was grateful. Yeah, and do you know it. what? I think it was just kind of and look, perhaps and I don't know this to be true. Perhaps though, because if we take in context what his speech actually was, mm. in the grand scheme of things, winning. A statuette for doing your job. Mm. Nice pat on the back. Yeah. But when you're so focused on the state of our planet, mm. it's it's peanuts. Yeah. And I it could possibly... Be, and maybe it's a conscious thing. Because he knew what he was going to mention, mm-hmm. you know, in his speech. Mm. So maybe being overexcited about an award mm. that's just a you know it's a bit of metal <laughs> yeah you know maybe it would then dampen or lessen lessen the statement he the was trying statement to make he was trying to yeah make that makes again, sense he's putting things in in context mm-hmm. but i think and also look he's also in a position of his career mm. where he can pick and choose he could never act again i mean he's done independent movies he's done these big blockbusters yeah um i i always thought that at the time that um he was grossly overlooked and underappreciated for gladiator oh yeah you know? yeah um, i've grown up watching joaquin phoenix mm-hmm. um space camp parenthood i i know the man and i've always liked him yeah um i fell in love with him through Gladiator. Oh, wow. Everyone did rave about Russell Crowe, who gave a phenomenal performance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Mm. Deserved the accolades and the awards that he's won for that. Yes. But for me, I was like, but what about Joaquin? Yeah. You know, even mm-hmm. back then, I was like, what about Joaquin? He gave the B speech. Yeah, like, like come on. One of the greatest <laughs> monologues. The only bad thing about that monologue is that it wasn't longer. Yeah. Because it was so amazing. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite part of the whole film. Oh, wow. Yes. Don't give me that, oh, you're not entertained. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't give me that. That's great. But it ain't no busy little B speech. Oh. Yeah. Fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, so, so good. to see him in this, do what he did with this role, mm-hmm. um, because I was uncomfortable watching him in that film at times. He made me uncomfortable because he's so damn good. Yeah. When he would just... Like, and I appreciate that's a condition of Arthur, the, yeah. the character he mm-hmm. plays in Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes when he would laugh uncontrollably, I'd be like, 
You're, oh. you're freaking me out. That, you know, made me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. That that first scene where he's having that you know session with the the social worker. Yeah. They rest on him laughing for like a good three minutes. It I feels think. yeah. It's long. Yeah. It's and it is uncomfortable. Yeah. Long. You're right. Yeah. Like they just really go for it, and he really went for it in that. And I'm I'm very glad not only as a comic book fan that mm. Joker is received this amazing recognition yeah. um, but just for this film and this performance the fact that he finally wins his oscar with playing not only just playing a character like this but just just what he did with his character like yeah it's it's as i said when i you know yeah. he he deserved it give it to him and i mean yeah. it's 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 an incredible performance and one that i hope will be remembered for years years and years to come i think it will be it'll be interesting to see how this film stands up Mm. If it does, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. One senses it will. Mm. Um, you know, you can't take away that, you know, as of this podcast, it's the most uh, profitable uh, comic book movie yeah. ever from compared to budget and box office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Oh, it is. It you is. Know, you can tell good stories it is. by just focusing on the story. Exactly. And yeah. I, that's, I hope it makes the naysayers of of comic book films yes. shut up for a bit. They have their place. They, yeah. You know, look, whether the big glossy blockbusters, they've got their place. Exactly. They're fun. They serve their purpose. Yep. And, to, and to entertain. And I yeah. think the, the, you know, everyone can, well, not everyone, but the, like I said, the naysayers, they complain about the oversaturation of superhero films in the market because of the success of the MCU. But if we didn't have the success of the MCU, we wouldn't have this Joker film because we wouldn't have this momentum would no, we? you know no, would, would no, we no. really pay too much attention of it and also because it then went did something different mm-hmm. it was a, it didn't feel run of the mill so we could actually respect and appreciate exactly, it exactly exactly but look, it's a genre like any other and look i myself i'm like a, a comic book nerd as well sometimes i actually get tired because there's so many comic book movies so I watch something else until I get a hankering for another comic book movie. Sure. You know, as you do with any genre. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? That's and true. some genres appeal more than others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it has its place. And I love that it... And this is why I also love Nolan's Batman trilogy. Mm. It showed you could do comic book movies differently. Yep, yep, it, yep. They yep. didn't have to be this... This, this they don't have to be. Way. They don't have to be campy comic booky. Yeah, like, and again, those movies are great because are. that's a style. That's yeah? a style. It's the way they are. Even you know, Batman and Robin has its place in this this world. Yeah, a um, small place. A small place. A small. Place. A very small place, yes. but a place nonetheless. Yes. Um, but uh, other awards that I was over the moon about. Um, Brad Pitt is now an Oscar winner, mm. which is. Which is wonderful and something I, I, I don't know if we ever thought we were, were going to ever see that. Um, but I loved his speech. Wasn't it great? Because... I loved it. It humanized him. Absolutely. Completely humanized him. He, it, he was a little boy on that stage having a dream come true. He was. We, we saw it. Oh. The fact that he went and acknowledged... The big break of Thelma and Louise. Mm, had he done movies? I be- know. He'd done movies before then. Yes, he had. He had done movies before then. Yes. But he took the time to acknowledge um, Ridley Scott and Gina, Gina Davis, Davis yeah. for giving him that mm. um, because that set the path. It did, yeah. That he would go on to. Mm. 
and you know essentially played a, a hustling himbo. Yeah, he did. Right? Yeah. Um, well, what came across as a himbo? Yeah. It was a lot smarter than what we thought. Yeah. Uh, but it was enough. Mm-hmm. It really was enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and he beat out George Clooney for that role. Did you know? Oh that? no, I did yeah. not know that. I believe, I believe that is true. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but that's but that set the path for Brad Pitt, and he's yeah. made great films. Mm-hmm. He's made smart decisions. Mm-hmm. He's an incredibly talented man. Yes, he was fantastic in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was, and you like you said, he was a little boy living out his dream. His dream came true, and only in America, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, when mm. he had packed his bags oh. and decided to make the move. Yeah, I love I love that, and that I just that closing phrase of his speech where he said once upon a time in Hollywood and then he just kind of looked stunned and looked around and he's like ain't that the truth he yeah says. I was just like he was oh. humbled in that moment oh. he was incredibly it was, humble it was so I can't I cannot express enough how, how much I love that speech and I just, was so happy for yeah him. so happy yeah. he just looks so excited um, another person who was I think I think very happy and excited and overwhelmed mostly uh, to win was Taika Waititi. Yeah. Our boy Taika Waititi won a freaking Oscar. The yes. first indigenous, uh, well, first Maori, first yeah. indigenous Ma- Maori, you know, New Zealander to win an Oscar mm. ever. Holy crap. And acknowledged traditional owners was fantastic too. Oh, beautiful. It was lovely. It was very lovely. Um, and, but his... His speech, I was like, it's so funny. I turned to Christina and I said, oh, like after I stopped jumping up and down because I was so happy for yeah. him, um, winning for adapted screenplay, I should yes. mention, for Jojo Rabbit. Uh, yes, he, um, yeah, I was like, oh, this is going to be a great speech because he's, he's all about the quips and yeah. the, the, the witty remarks and the, the, his trademark sense of humor. But the poor man was so overwhelmed. It was lost for words. He was lost for words almost. But and he made it work. He made it work. And he, the fact that he dedicated it to the indigenous children of the world and yeah. said, you can, you know, don't give up on your dreams basically because, you know, I didn't and I can do this. So yeah. You, so you can too. Like very cliched kind of. Yeah. But, but it's true and it means so much because there are so many kids out there that are going to hear that and go mm. and see that. Yeah. And then go, holy crap, this yeah. can happen to me. Absolutely. I could make this happen. Yeah. Um, so I really like that he brought, he, he kind of saved the, saved the speech from his, his, his nerves to, yeah. to bring it around to, to that beautiful sentiment. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I was like, oh, Taika. I was just like, oh, because he was shaking and he was, yeah, he was, he was tripping over his words a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's just because he was, yes, yeah, so overwhelmed. And the sentiment came through. It really did. It did. And it was, again, it was genuine. It was, pure. It was very, it's, very It genuine. was what he was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, another person who I felt gave a gorgeous speech and I was really happy they won was the beautiful Laura Dern. Oh, Laura. Sitting, oh. Who, sitting beside her, her gorgeous mother. Oh, Diane Ladd. Oh, my God. Who was, I think, more excited than Laura. She was. Yeah. And, and, and more emotional. Yeah. She... She cried. Yeah. That and, nearly made me cry. I and, was just like, oh And my God. Laura Doan acknowledging, you want to talk about, um, you know, heroes and, and people. Um, you know, she has two wonderful actors as parents. Oh, yeah. And acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Laura Doan is someone who's worked really hard. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to say, well, my parents are these people. I, and I, or, and just by default, you've got connections in the industry. Yeah. Before you're born. Nepotism, you do. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't know if you knew this, Kendall, because I felt like I'd known this before, but when I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, or I think I know that. That um, Laura Dunn purpose, purposely um, emancipated herself from her parents at the age of 16. Oh, really? Not out of spite, not no. out of, not out of, oh, you know, rah, 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 because she wanted to make it in Hollywood on her own merits. Wow. So a symbolic way. Yeah. was through emancipation. She, so she didn't use her parents' names no. to further her career. No. And That's we can, beautiful. And you know what? We can see that. You can. We can actually see that when we look at her career. A lot of minor roles, supporting roles, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like throughout. This does not mean that they're bad roles or anything. No. But she's not somebody who jumped to the A-list of Hollywood glamour or no. anything like that. No, no, You know, no. she's going through her own renaissance now. Which she is, is. beautiful. And it came through TV. Yeah. It came through Big Little Lies, Boris. Oh, yep. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, put her career on the line through appearing on Ellen oh. all those years ago and did not work for a year. Yeah. I think her agent even dumped her. Yeah, yeah, uh, afterwards, okay. and yeah. you know, um, so mm. this is somebody who, if you know, like how we talked about Joaquin Phoenix, and really when we listen to Brad Pitt's story, even Taika Waititi's from where he's come from, mm-hmm. these are people who really earned their awards. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's not to take away from anyone else who's won, of course. No, no way. Um, Boonja, you know, Boon absolutely did. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, d- yeah. did. Um, but, you know, it's easy to sometimes say, oh, well, Laura, don't you know, you're, you're dying lads and Bruce, Bruce Jones daughter, come on now. No. You know, when you look at other celebrities who are quite big and successful, who've had successful parents the trajectory is different when you look at ben stiller when you look Mm. at gwyneth paltrow Mm -hmm. very different trajectory yeah and again not to take away from all of the hard work because if you're shit house no one's gonna hire you doesn't matter who your folks are like let's be let's we'll put that out there yes but again if we look at the trajectory say of those three actors Mm -hmm. laura doan has Toughed it out. Yeah, she has. She's worked really, really hard mm-hmm. um, to just forge a name. Mm. When we consider how long she'd been in the industry, yep. most of us hadn't heard of Laura Dern until Jurassic Park. No. In 93. Mm-hmm. She'd been working a long time before then, at yeah. least a decade. Oh, yeah. I reckon. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Or around that mark. Um, so, yeah, so I was incredibly happy and I, I, I loved her speech. I thought it was beautiful. And mm. yeah, and I loved, I also liked uh, Renee Zellweger, humble uh, and sweet. Yeah. I thought it was a very sweet speech. Went on for a while. It did go on for a little bit, but, but she had a lot to say, I guess. But, you know, relevant and genuine and yeah. humble. And I felt like she probably was quietly confident that she would win this based on the momentum that she was going on. Yeah, yeah. But I love Renee Zellweger. Yeah, she's pretty beautiful, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 love, I love it. She comes across as quite a shy person, actually. I think so, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Quite, quite shy. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I, I loved her speech. And I just, I just yeah, thought, it was oh, really good. nice. Yeah, I just thought that was really sweet. And again, it felt really, really honest. And, mm-hmm. and also you could tell her love, of, you know, as we talked about, like, you know, maybe Joaquin Phoenix is like, this is my job, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the industry that he, that he wanted to, to stay in. He didn't have to be an actor. No. Um, and, but he's what he's good at and he wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, but you do sense a huge love and appreciation for the industry and the art of filmmaking 
through Renee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, talked about love letters before. Mm-hmm. Rosie really felt like a love letter to the industry, mm-hmm. I think. So mm-hmm. I really like that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I did also, by the way, this week, we'll go back and watch the uh, the winner of the Best Animated Short Oscar, which is oh, available on YouTube. I still haven't watched it. Yeah, it's, it's called Hair Love. Yes. Uh, five stars, highly recommended. And I may have cried. Oh, yeah, no, I, I know what it's about and I know it'll make me cry. Maybe that's why I haven't watched it yet because I, I know I'm going to ball. I will say, um, without giving anything away, do watch it. Uh, yeah, no, Even I knowing will. that you will get teary, yeah, yeah. you will feel better about it. Okay, good. I promise you. All right, awesome. Yes. I, will, I will definitely watch it. Yeah, yeah, I was really happy that one won. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably the lowest part for me. Mm? was Eminem's performance. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, fair. I, I, fair. I, yeah, I, I thought it was based on the musical performances that were going on. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was just like, eh. I wasn't even sure it was Eminem performing. I thought someone was doing a cover, to be honest. <laughs> At first, I had yeah. to really look and see what people were tweeting about and stuff. Uh, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. It was strange. Um, this wasn't well performed. Like, no, it wasn't. Because We've seen him perform. It wasn't that good. Yeah, just because you know, you, you, if he if he stopped rapping, you could hear the backing track. And yeah, just I feel like, yeah, I feel like that wasn't that great. I think I think the the, the good thing about it though was the fact that he finally performed at the Oscars and yeah. after all this time and performing fact, an Oscar winning song, an Oscar winning song, and you know, because uh, he just dropped a surprise album. Mm-hmm. This was a surprise appearance at the Oscars. No one knew about yeah. it. It was completely out of left field so um so that's kind of cool about it but there's been memes going around of like the crowd reaction like some people in the crowd were were caught on camera not either not into the performance or or just confused or wondering what's going on but i i think the the general crowd reaction was pretty good it was positive from the from watching the live coverage yes i think there was a lot more uh cheering and clapping and, and singing along Rapping along, if you will, mm. uh, in in the Dolby Theatre than yeah. than not. So, um, yeah, but de- yeah, probably yeah, not meh. Get, take or leave for me. Yeah, it, it, I'm but, I'm not really a big fan of his anyway. Yeah. I mean, I love that song. That song is amazing. It's an incredible song, but uh, I'm not a huge fan of his. So. I, I don't think it did anything for the ceremony. No, it was the probably the most out of place thing. Yeah, it the felt whole, really unnecessary as well. Night. Yeah, like really, definitely. I, just overall. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of the performances, though, otherwise I thought were really, really good. Yeah, that Jan- opening number. Janelle Monae opening up the show is fantastic. Mm-hmm. She she needs to do more of that. Getting kind of DiCaprio thing. to sing along. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. I know. I love that he was laughing in the middle of it. it was, because he was like, no, I'm bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was great. No, I really liked I liked that kind of montage of her shouting out all the different films. And yeah. then the backup dancers were just... From you know, as as things from you know costumes from different movies, yeah. even some that weren't even nominated, uh, which is an interesting choice. But I like the fact that we got to see the flowers from Midsummer make an appearance. I'm like, yes, because <laughs> that was a film that was overlooked as well. Uh, but you know, horror and the Oscars don't really always mix, no. do they? Yeah, which is a sad thing. Um, but that yeah, it was a great performance. I think my favorite performance of the night was probably Cynthia Erivo. Doing the song from Harriet. Right. Um, that was beautiful. Holy cow. Yeah. And back, being back by that choir and yeah. her voice is just 
Excellent. Yeah, it and was beautiful. Like I forgot, I, I I remembered halfway through watching her that she was in Bad Times at the El Royale, and right. she her character in that film sings. Right. And I completely forgot, and then I remembered. I was like, oh, of course she can sing. <laughs> she's she's yeah, uh, yeah, she's brilliant, and uh, I kind of really want to watch Harriet now. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah by the sounds of it, yeah. absolutely does. Yeah. yeah, and you're right. That song was gorgeous. Stand up. Stand up. It yeah. was called yeah. Yes. yeah yeah. Again, as soon as I heard it, it was like Spotify. Put it on the playlist. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Add it to playlist. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, before we before we wrap up, I want to just mention two quick things. Yeah. And one's going to be very quick because I know you're going to jump on it. Endgame didn't win an Oscar and it should have. Uh, the second <laughs> thing. <laughs> second thing. <laughs> so presumptuous and judgmental. <laughs> hey, hey, look, hey. Look, look, look. There, there, is an, there is an audio history, okay? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, right, sure, sure. But, you know, if you want to look at overlooked, mm-hmm. Endgame was overlooked. It was. In the upcoming Razzies. Absolutely overlooked. Oh, sure, sure. I'm going to write my letter of complaint. Uh, see what will uh, happen. I'll save Mr. Blacksaw connections. No. Okay. No, let's not. Okay. Let's leave it. All right. And go into my final fo- my final thing I wanted to mention about the 2020 Oscars yes, was just uh, it's actually connected to Endgame of because it, is. it was for the category best visual effects mm-hmm. and uh, James Corden and Rebel Wilson <laughs> walked out onto that stage dressed as their characters from Cats and yeah. I think I died laughing i think i ascended to a higher plane of consciousness with just the hilarity and just i love the fact that they took that moment to you know poke fun at themselves poke fun at the film it's topical played it straight played it totally straight yeah even batted at the microphone like (laughs) like it was just I, i don't even remember what any of what they said at all, because I was laughing the whole time. Just the mere fact that they had the balls to do that. I, yes. lo- I loved it. What did well, you think about that? Look, when when they rocked up on stage and opened with something along the lines of, if anyone knows how important visual effects are to a film, it's us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's right. Uh, it's, that, okay, that's, that's coming back to me now. Yes, and yes, also, yes. it's like, that was all that needed to be said. That's all that yeah. needed to be said. Look, I feel so... I'm, I'm beginning to feel sorry for the director of Cats because yes. I'm sure he tried. I'm sure he did. Like, you know, he really did. And yeah. by all intents and purposes, by what I've heard, is that, yes, the uh, the visual effects are shithouse, but also the, the story of the film does not closely follow the source material. And yeah. that's actually what's annoyed people who enjoy the musical yeah. more than the visuals. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a curiosity piece. And Kendall, you and I will sit down and watch that film at one stage. We will. With a bottle of red to our side. Oh, yes, we will. It's going to be amazing. Um, and and I, yeah. I just wanted to point out uh, Tom Hooper's the director. Right, yes, Cats. yes. And it's so interesting because he gave us... The you know the Hugh Jackman Anne Hathaway Les Mis that was yes. the, that was all over the Oscars years ago and a good film a good and, adaptation and I I still film. haven't seen it but yeah. I have heard nothing but yeah. great things about it yeah and I've seen Les Mis on stage yeah and I've seen the film and it is good it oh, is good awesome yeah beautiful so it just 
kind of begs the question what, what? happened. I was going to say, yeah, what the fuck happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe cancer's just one... I feel like... I think we're... like I, we, We've talked about it before. Yeah. Not to go too much into it, but yeah, it's just... I feel like it's just a musical not meant for live action. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree. And I feel like also by them just... um Like, like a live film. Stage yeah. only. Yeah. Stage like, only. Yeah, look, I think also like going away from not making it a faithful adaptation that hurt it so it was doomed from the start because that was the screenplay that was accepted and again they should have just CGI'd the whole thing they should have it shouldn't have been real people no and I think by doing that um, because you can get a lot of beautiful reactions that way yeah. You know, like yeah. you really, really could. Yeah, yeah. Or, really you know, if you wanted to, like, gosh, make it really a true testament to the stage show, actually have them in Lycra. Yeah. And have them in just well, makeup and stuff. Yeah. Like, like it was on stage, but yes. in this space. Yes. You, you know, you would buy it. You yes. would believe it. You would. It. it would be fine. It would be totally fine. But nope, that's not what we got. Yes. And that is that on cats. But I just really, like, I just had to mention the fact that they did that because I think it, it just it just made... The made, world collectively lost their shit. We, yeah, we yeah. all did. It was freaking brilliant. Yeah. So hats off to them. Absolutely. For doing that. It's just brilliant work. Thank yes. you for, for thank you that. Oh, and then uh, Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph's... Shut up. Oh my god! My gosh, did I laugh? Those ladies are so funny together. Yes, they need to do everything together. Maya, can they, can uh, they just come back? I know that the Oscars didn't have a host, but they should host. Yeah, Maya uh, Rudolph and Kristen Wiig should host it. Next and I don't mind. I actually don't mind that the Oscars don't have a host. Then kind of worked oh, well. Enough. I don't like it. But hey, if we want to go back traditional, let's go, ladies. Let's go, those ladies. Yes, absolutely. They're bringing back Tina Fey and Amy Poehler for the Globes next oh, year. Come on now. Yeah. The queens yeah. of, of co-hosting. Um, yeah, Kristen and Maya for 2021 Oscars. Yeah. I'm, they're getting my vote. Even Julia Louis-Dreyfus and yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell, they were good. I did enjoy that, yeah. They were very Chris good. Chris Rock, Steve Martin, people a bit, uh, I didn't mind. Enjoyed. Okay, I liked uh, the first half of what they said. <laughs> but then just the awkwardness set in and I was like, oh, Oh boys, and then they doubled down on their on their uh, racist joke, and I was like, and then they then the camera went to Cynthia Erivo, and she was like, "Why are you doing this to me, boys? <laughs> why, why am I, why am I a part of? Oh, yeah, yeah, that kind, it was so uncomfortable. It had potential, but I didn't mind it overall. No, overall, no, overall it was fine. Yeah, because uh, they're very very funny men. Yeah, they are. They are very funny. I uh, one my actually biggest critique of the Oscars is the mm. fact that uh, they had a lot of while well, it was cool to see, and they were the, you know celebrities did a good job. They had a lot of celebrities introduce. Uh, other celebrities yeah. to come in. I mean, I guess that would have been the host doing that yes. if they had a host, but, but it just kind of felt a bit, re- excuse me, a bit redundant in some parts where it was just like, here's a famous person and now here's this famous person. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you just ha- cut out the middleman and bring them on? Well, because that's what they've done in the past and have just had the uh, woman who does the voiceovers introducing yeah. the person coming in. That's all you needed. Yeah, that's all you needed because I feel like that time could have been given to, you know, uh, acceptance speeches. Um, Because, you know, there were a couple of people who didn't get a chance to speak that got, you know, the the played off, unfortunately, and especially with Parasite winning Best Picture. I mean, that was a moment where, you know, uh, one one person spoke and then they were like, nah, the show's over, we're done, they wanted to wrap up. 
But then the crowd rallied behind yeah. the cast and crew of Parasite on stage and they acknowledged and said, the big moment and said, "Lights up, lights yeah. up, get, let them have their moment." Even yeah. Helen Mirren, Dame Helen Mirren, was yeah. there, like, "No, yeah, I, let them." And, yeah. I, and, I, and yeah, and then, and but unfortunately, Bong Joon Ho didn't get to speak uh, yeah. at that point. But he'd already, I think he'd he'd had an, he'd said he enough. enough. He, he just was, wanted a drink. He just wanted a drink. <laughs> All he bless, wanted to, bless him. all he wanted to do was yeah. drink uh, until until tomorrow. Yeah. He was going to drink bless. tomorrow, and we know he him. did. We know he did. We know he did. It happened. Well deserved. Absolutely. I can't wait to watch this film. Oh, I can't wait yeah. for you to see it because I've seen his other film, The Host. Oh, is The Host good? I haven't yes, seen that. That was uh, my only film that I'd seen of him. Yeah, that's one of his earlier ones. It is, yeah. and yeah, it's kind of, it's like a horror comedy actually. Okay. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's it, it's a fun movie. Nice. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Is it exceptional? No. But for its genre, it has potential and ha, ha, get that buttered popcorn, Kendall, Ooh. and just down it and watch the film and have fun. Okay, nice. But it's also got some heart in there too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I, I do remember actually enjoying it. Excellent, yeah. love it. All right, so I think that might wrap up. Absolutely, our Oscar wrap up for yes. 2020. Yes, yes. And game didn't win one. No, it didn't. No, mm. no. It should have won. Sorry, it'll win at the Razzies. No, it won't because it didn't get nominated. It's a, it's a crime against cinema uh, that it did not that it did not get nominated at the Razzies. Yes. No. Yes. You're wrong. I'm never wrong about you, such things. Yeah, you are wrong about that. I don't think I am. You definitely are. You really do think so. I really think so. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't. Okay. It it, it deserved an Oscar win. It deserves accolades. Yeah, no, it definitely did. Look, it got your you know three billion dollars. What more do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Ten Oscars. Yes. And by the way, that $3 billion did come from Kendall personally. Oh, yeah. 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 I donated um, a big chunk of my savings. For movie tickets. For movie tickets. Yes. It's, you know, I'm I'm well known amongst my friends and family for keeping the cinema industry afloat. Yes. And Australia's box office stuff. And, yes. They've got your picture. They're like, hey, this is the reason why you have a job. Hey. 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 Keeping y'all in business. Yes. Uh, Anyway. Yes. That's popcorn culture. (laughs) It really is. For this week, uh-huh. uh, what's up with Fred Wayne? Well, look, I've got Fred Watch. That's the title that I work out. Yes, it's coming out this week. It is coming Yay. out. It is coming out. So on Thursday, we've got a new Fred Watch podcast. Ooh. So Philip, special guest Fulia, and myself are reviewing the Australian cult classic sofa movie and feminist pick puberty blues Woo! interesting discussion yes look yes. forward to listening yes and it's it's a really good movie and uh fully and philip did not think it's a really good movie so it makes a great discussion Ooh. absolutely has okay. has its place very important in terms of australian cinema yeah um in terms of its message mm-hmm. so hot tip i recommend it nice. um but yeah listen to the discussion it is great excellent so, yes fred watch fred watch and uh philip philip and i are making sure to record plenty of podcasts Yay. this year so that we don't miss a beat like I do with my written reviews and hopefully um, some written reviews will be coming up soon. Yay! Yes, and I'm sure that Fulia will have an animated review uh, yes. shortly for you too. Yes, definitely. She'll be continuing her 35th anniversary of Studio Ghibli yeah. celebrations with her um, Fred Watch reviews yeah, absolutely. on all those films. Um, go check 
go check them out as they appear. We will be yes. telling you, or she'll be telling you when she's on the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And just even on our Facebook page, you'll see the links. You exactly will. Yeah. You definitely will. How about um, you, Kendall? Me, conquering the world still? Conquering, well, hmm, I would be if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Um, no, Wait. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're just kind of very, very heavily in the midst of, uh, you know, Collectible Chaos mm-hmm. production for this month. Uh, Folia will be joining me this week for filming, uh, and then I'll be heavy into um, post-filming, uh, you know, fixing everything, <laughs> finding everything to put it together and, and to give to Folia so she can make it look spick and schmick and span and all of that jazz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's basically where I'm at. I don't have anything else really on the go except for that one thing that you and I did that people can look forward to later. Yes, this absolutely. Yes. yes. Um, you'll have a monthly out soon. Uh, yeah, I, about halfway through the month. Halfway now. through the month, we will be having a monthly out in a couple of weeks, so that's something to look forward yes. to. If you haven't heard our Rise of Skywalker spoiler review recap ramble, please check it out. Do it. It's it's it was a lot of fun. It's really good. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. it. Yes, uh, I think I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Sounds amazing. Sounds fantastic. That, that was, was a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Most certainly was. Yes. So remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us in our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, and stationery. With our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talent team, Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, our live stage shows, and MOA. That was a Fred plug. That it was. I've been a Kendall Richardson. And I've been a Wayne Stellini. And, and you've just, just experienced, experienced a podcast, podcast called Fred, Fred, episode 104. Episode 104. Forward. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! Remember to eat beef. Never forget. Never to forget eat beef. Beef and tofu. And tofu. The occasional celery stick. No, don't, don't. I Dipped hate in celery. Hummus. Nah, even with hummus, no. Nah. You can do it. Don't taint hummus that way. Okay, well, I might taint it. Thank you very much. Well, you you do you. I will do. Me. I will be over here having. You know, you know, crackers and and biscuits in yes. my hummus. You do that. No with your celery hummus. in sight. Thank no, you. Thank you. I look. I'm a I'm a celery and carrot stick man myself. No. 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 We're rejecting the carrot sticks or just the <gasps> celery stick? Do you no, want both. carrot sticks? Nope. Carrot I, sticks. I hate raw carrot. Do you really? I hate it. The crunch. Yep. The crunch. I hate the crunch. There's a crunch. I I don't care. I hate it. Okay. I cannot. Wow. Yeah, I know. You're learning new things. I really am. Yes, I don't. I just thought you had awful taste in movies, Kendall, but now it's in your snacks as well. I like good snacks. You do like good snacks. You, you got you, you got your crackers and biscuits. I am my crackers and biscuits. Yes. I have my popcorn. Yes. I have my chocolate. You do. Oh, well, always up there with the chocolate. Set. Yes. Set. I don't need no <laughs> celery and carrot sticks. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Next time we watch a movie, I'm, I, I won't offer. Please don't. I might forget to, so it's not a troll if I do. And don't take offense if I say no. No, that's perfectly okay, fine. Good. It just will remind me of this conversation. I will. Yes. Most definitely. Will. Please do. Okay. Yes, because I need things need to be good and harmonious in the in the 
in the film watching space. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you and I respect movies too much we to tainted with any animosity. Yeah, we absolutely do. About my vegetable and dip combinations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, beautiful thank humans. You, thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next week. Yes. And, and scene. scene.